I will say this though. If there is one piece of essential equipment, mm. I don't know if you saw it on the left side of the picture, I have a candle yes. that really, I think it's very important to have aromatics and stuff that ground you and just keep you oh kind of just centered on your streaming. So I've been lucky enough to receive some really great candles is that- and send some really good candles to friends. What, uh, what scent is that one? It says dragon, uh, Kawan? Oh, Dragon Pussy. Dragon Pussy. Look at this. This is perversion. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that I'm one of the hot dogs. I'll be honest. I don't know why it's showing so many hot dogs here. But you know what? It's just. I will live with it. I'm okay with that. Let's just pivot out of it. Okay. Let's just pivot out of it, dude. Let's just go on. I like it, though. I'll take me in the background. It's it's strange (laughs) looking at myself here. Andre. Wait, why is my green screen on, bro? You tell me. Oh, I know why. I'm so silly, dude. Why? Why? What do we got? What's the problem? Going into the call, I was making this background thing that I was going to do where I was going to pull you up in the hot dog behind me and I left it on. But you know. You got too what's, many hot what's dogs. A better intro than a shitty intro. <laughs> I like it. I don't give a fuck. I I take the attempt. Not enough people would do that. I usually have someone join me on screen, kind of nervous, and so I could feel it. I could feel the tension because it's like, ah, what is going? What is this guy gonna do? But you, I feel uh-huh. like you, you understand. Also, you're a grown ass adult, so we get this. We understand. We're sitting down. We're chopping it up. Uh, yeah, but I'm excited to have you here, Andre. Honestly, I'm excited to have you here. It's a huge blessing. Uh, what's the pup's name before we get started? It's my boy Tyson. Tyson. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh. I saw a lot my, of clips of Tyson. Yeah, he's my uh, dynamic streaming partner. Mm-hmm. Slash, he rips holes in all my shirts because he gets really excited when I have to pick up McDonald's. Oh, too much. Too Thank cute. Boy. I love that. I love that. Well, yeah. Na- Nandre, you know, I start these shows the same way and I tell the guest how we got connected. All right. Mm-hmm. And so with you and myself, uh, the very mm-hmm. first time I've ever heard of your name was through season one of Hired or Fired, your collaboration oh, yeah. with Sandwich. And sadly, you guys went live the exact same time and day as I did. And I couldn't watch it. But I remember going to my bed and I went on TikTok and boom, I saw some clips of you guys' things. And I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was genius. It was so well executed. And then time, time went by. I popped in a couple streams. I saw you dancing a little bit. And we'll talk about that a little bit later. I, I don't want to spoil it. But there was a dating show you were on. You were on a dating show. And I'll never forget that. Because the two, three, four people that stood out. You, Sibo, Savior. And I think his name is CJ or something like that. Or C- yeah. They, it was CJ, so yeah. funny. And I've never seen a dating show where the contestants somewhat turn on the 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 main the main person picking and it was it was mayhem and that's why i i watched the whole 
fucking thing because it was that good. You guys are so funny. And I was dieting. And people were like, why aren't you moving in Val? And I was like, I, I, I can't focus, guys. I, I'm just going to FF. I'm out of here. It's not worth. But it was so good. And I loved it. So I, from that moment, I was like, instantly, I don't care. I need to have him on. I'm so glad that we were able to work this out, and Andre. Very easy to schedule, too. Uh, very easy to work with. But I appreciate you so much being here, all right? So, Hell yeah. I'm excited to be here, too. That all said, that's the formality of it, all right? I'm, we're going to start off at the top. We're going to talk about your time here on the Purple Platform and as a content creator. And we always talk, start from this, uh, the beginning, which is your account. Now, I'm going to ask you, Nandre, how long have you had your Twitch account in general? I'm talking about before you were even a streamer, if that applies. So I looked this up before the stream. I, I know I've had my Twitch account for a long time because in a past life, I was an absolutely degenerate dota 2 player just <laughs> inhaling it just filthy cesspool dota 2 player just love to be trolled terrible mm -hmm. awful but january 30th 2013 i made a twitch account so i could follow some dota streamers and uh learn the game jesus and so, is this the same account since you're 2013 yeah damn okay and and were you consistent here or was it only Dota? Were you only focusing on that game? It's funny because I only used to only watch Dota for many years, right? Mm -hmm. And then when I finally started playing Souls games, I used to watch Souls uh, game streamers a lot, uh, Dark Souls games. Yeah. And then I was just off Twitch for a really long time. Like there's probably like a four year gap in there where I probably didn't even log in. Okay. And uh, onset of the pandemic, right, I was like, I was still playing Dota with some friends in Discord, but they mm -hmm. were telling me about some streams that they liked. So I hopped on and I was just clicking through soul streams and I found a couple people who, uh, it's funny because one of the first streams I watched is my friend, uh, Hey Kip, mm. who was streaming to like, maybe like, I don't know. I want to say like 30, 40 people. Yeah. Uh, playing Souls games. I stuck around in that community for a couple months. Then I got back off Twitch again. And maybe like, I don't know, six, seven months later, mm -hmm. maybe longer than that, maybe even a year. I don't know what possessed me to click on Twitch one random night and search through soul streams, but I found this streamer named Sandwich. Yeah. Who was playing against uh, a Dark Souls 3 boss and just getting absolutely walloped. And I was having fun trolling him in chat and uh, <laughs> ripping on this one guy who was being sexist in the chat. Mm -hmm. Almost got banned on my first like three messages for trolling this guy who was just saying the most ridiculous stuff. Uh, who did a collab stream with this other streamer named Barry Bebop, the next stream. And I was like, this is the coolest shit I've ever seen. And that's awesome. Since then, I've been hooked. I have no, that's all so cool. Those people, all three of those people now who kind of brought me back into Twitch are all people who I would consider a good friend. Now. That's awesome. Like it, what, what a cool way to bring you back, especially like, you know, I'm sure in 2013 when you started off on Twitch and you were watching uh back then it was purely gameplay and now it's evolved to somewhat of like personality with gameplay either being equal or maybe even sometimes lesser to the person uh, that's that's you know hosting or doing the content themselves live on stream so that's really cool that it took one stream to inspire you then so 
uh, that kind of parlays us to the next question of when did you hit that go live button for the very first time? Do you know roughly what date? I know the exact day. Okay. August 17th, 2021. August 17th, 2021. So we know about the people that inspired you to go live, but what was it about yourself? I mean, you've had this account since 2013. You've been watching it for the gameplay, and then you saw some personalities. Why did you yourself think to yourself, oh, you know what? Let's give this a shot. Let's get into this uh, madness a little bit. I mean, dude, I'm the most degenerate goblin meme chatter of all time like i'm just constantly hunting for for gotems and and how to troll the streamer and just be the biggest dingleberry asshole in chat and like i love it i it's just such a goddamn release so i was like how can i port all of that energy to the other side of the the screen right and, yeah. and turn it into kind of a streaming thing because one thing about myself is I I think I have a little bit more energy than the average person, I would say. 100%. So I'm always looking for outlets to get some release, right? Mm-hmm. And streaming was always something that appealed to me because you can just like turn on your camera and like do whatever you want. You can like have so much fun and just like I don't know. It's just like, for me, it's a, such a, a release of all this pent up energy I get during the week. So mm-hmm. it's just the serotonin of it all is just tremendous. It's so chaotic. Yeah. But, but I would assume like being a viewer for so long and, and you know, the strategy of trolling the, the, the streamer as a viewer is so much more different than when you're on cam. You're on cam. You put yourself out there. Tell us about your first ever stream. Tell us about when you went live for the first time. What did you do? How was it? What was going through your head? So my first streams are uh, iconic moments in my channel for a lot of people because those streams, I didn't have a mic. I had a, uh, I actually have it right here. I had a Bluetooth uh, uh, Beats headphones that I got at Costco that sounded like I was talking from the bottom of a bathtub. <laughs> and uh, I, I would play Jump King for like six, seven hours, and I would have free media share on the entire time. Ooh. Hey, I know you love Jump King, but go on the bed, okay? <laughs> you know, the people on Spotify that can't watch the stream are going to hear that and think you're just whispering that to me. I want you to know that, not <laughs> Hey, I know you love Jump King, moms, but get in the bed. <laughs> I was, uh, if you're on Spotify listening, that was me directly addressing mom. Uh, <laughs> I just want to be clear about that. It has nothing to do with my dog who decided to turn my left hand into a dog treat for the past five minutes of the podcast. But yeah, it was, it was a fun time because I just, I needed ways to like, I knew I've always been a very confident streamer, like, because mm-hmm. I just know that. I'm confident in myself to be like a fun person to hang out and be around. Right. Yeah. So my whole strategy was if I can get you through the door, I'll hook you in 30 seconds. Mm. I just know I will. Right. So I used to stream with like the most silly clickbaity titles, like uh, legendary chotch bag ascends jump King mountain first play through free media share. Ha ha. Come laugh at me. (laughs) 
and when you do titles like that you get the most fascinating human beings walking through like it's kind of like uh having a video camera on in the subway and talking to every single person yeah you know? like most people are are just like regular old people but every once in a while you just get somebody who's just feral you know <laughs> <laughs> and i live for that i just love playing with the feral people it's just it was a good time i had one dude came in one time and mm -hmm. he was sharing all his videos from his youtube channel of him uh walking into mcdonald's and uh they this was during the pandemic this was so mm -hmm. ridiculous they had like plastic uh sheets up over the restroom doors yeah and he kept asking the staff hey can i go in your bathroom and this was like a 25 minute video of him asking it it wasn't funny at all it was incredibly uncomfortable and i just spent the entire time just pointing out to the guy like this is not okay and just like kind of like poking fun at it all you know <laughs> yeah, just yeah, like yeah. <laughs> like I'll, a cat pawing around with a mouse you know what i mean like, i love that like, well it's you content. know i think oftentimes it's a viewer like you said before with your origin story the viewer wants yeah. to troll a little bit of the streamer and and again the streamer is oftentimes in a vulnerable state you know we can't see them they could see us um we're live we're trying to talk to a multitude of people so to break that mold and be like no fuck it i'm going to address you and you are now the content but at your expense because i know what you're trying to do I think that's yeah. brilliant. That's beautiful. All right. And I and I agree with that. Like back in the day I used to like the feralness. Now it's like, oh, this is a lot. There's a there's a lot out there on Twitch. You will find such niche people and it's beautiful that your title draws them there. I think that's already a strat in your own <laughs> right. Now, you said you you started August 17, 2021. It's now March 1st of 2022. All right. Yeah. Time is moving fairly quickly, but it's still somewhat of a short amount of time, but I'm still going to ask you, Nandre. How have you as a content creator evolved from when you first started? You know, it's a funny question because I think the reason why I've, I've, I, a lot of people have come to me and tell me that I've grown really fast or that I'm doing really well for the amount of time that I've spent on Twitch. And honestly, I think a lot of it is because I haven't evolved or done anything different. It's mm. just I've been like the same kind of, I, it, it really hasn't been any different since those early streams to these later streams. Like, yeah, there's like little details that are different. I have an actual mic now, you know, I have yeah. a green screen. But it's all the same aesthetic and same kind of like idea the entire time. Because I think what people like about my streams in general is that I come from a very genuine place every time I go live. It's mm. not any different. I, I don't I don't want it to be that way you know I I don't and ultimately what it comes down to for me is that at the end of the day I don't really stream for my community I stream for myself but that's what my community appreciates about it right it's not selfish it's what they want so mm -hmm. I'm giving them what they want and it's kind of like that understanding that part of streaming in that relationship I think is a real big breakthrough point for a lot of people yeah but I kind of always came from that idea, you know? That is stunning because I think in the 131 people I've talked to, so many, majority, if not all, have told me it's for the community, it's for others. And, and yes and no, because there's a part of vanity in streaming, you know? We're in, we That's think we're sure. important enough to press go live and you pay attention to me, you know? Yeah. And so I, I love that, that it's, it feels so breaking bad, like 
final episodes of Breaking Bad when Walter White, spoiler alert if you haven't seen it by now, says like, I did it for fucking me. I did it for me. I was good at it. And I was like, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. And, and I'm glad your community rallied behind that acknowledgement says, hell yeah, you're good at it. We're entertained. So it doesn't always have to be, you know, per the action itself, it ends up being for them. But the original intention is a creative outlet for you, man. You, like you said, you get a lot out of it. It, it, it. You can pour your creativity and energy into it. I love that. I love that you haven't changed uh, by any means and that you've grown so quickly, but it stays true to the authenticity. I mean, look at your background. It's so honest. You see a dog cage. There's like a fluorescent <laughs> light that's beaming off the white. <laughs> like you don't got the bullshit, like the neon leaves or whatever. I like this. This is uh, this is what it looks like. I look like I'm in a Zoom meeting with you now. <laughs> Mom, moms, have you ever seen a picture of my setup before? No. All right, hold on. Oh shit! Can you put it on? Uh, uh, DM it to me on um, on Twitter. I got you. I got you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. DM it to Twitter. I've on never Twitter, seen your not setup. Discord? Yeah, yeah. Because you got to do that. Yeah, I got there. the overlays. It's a, it's a whole other thing. I'll leave uh, my DMs. I don't mind who's 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 there. Uh, here we go. Mom's the host. I most All right. I have this picture. I have this picture ready to go because this came up the other day when uh, my friend uh, Mr. Savior HD was doing stream reviews. Okay. And I always, I always love to submit my stream setup in general because (laughs) a lot of people ask me about like philosophy of streaming stuff. Mm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I like to talk about it. I think it's because I originally started as, like, I think a lot of people do this, but as a chatter, right? Yeah. And I, I, I've done like stream review stuff on my channel before, and it's, it's people like it, and I think enjoy my advice. It's because I just love the idea of streaming. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just like, what, what is your philosophy? As we kind of stall and I wait for the photo, what, what is your philosophy yeah. of streaming? If you can kind of sum it up. I mean, a lot of it is what I just said about, like, you should stream for yourself because if you do that, you're going to end up drawing in people who are actually, like, interested and excited for your content, right? Yeah. I, I, I think that's, like, super important. Uh, and I think if you're not streaming to have fun for yourself, you're going to burn out or Amen. you're not going to feel satisfied with your streaming, right? Amen. Like, yeah. That's what it is. 100% feel that. And I think, you know, that's, I haven't, this is now I'm just going to be gassing up the older generation, but I think that comes with a bit of age. Like, it definitely does. <laughs> yeah, I don't mean to disrespect the, the kids. You know what I mean? <laughs> like the, the 19 to 21 year olds have this like grandeur in their mind. And it's like, nah, man, like chill out, like make sure you're serviced first, make sure you're good, your head's on straight first, and then, you know, kind of pivot accordingly. But I'm looking at this photo you sent me here, Andre, and, and <laughs> it is, I'm shocked. I'm going to be straight with you. I'm shocked at what I'm looking at. Let me switch over scenes here real quick. Let's take yeah, a look. This is what you're working. You're on a, I didn't even know you were on a laptop right now, my mans. Yeah, you, I stream off of a gaming laptop I got from Walmart, I think in 2017. What? Uh, a $50 mic I got from Amazon. That mouse was re- a recent gift from uh i believe they're in the chat right now mr joe yeah uh shout out joe and you see my stream deck over there on the left yes i can't even use it i don't have enough usb ports so i just have a stream deck that i don't use the 
the beauty of this though, Nandre, it's like it's humble beginnings. Like it, it goes to show yeah. you that it does not matter about the equipment that you not yourself. No, like look at this. This is a lot. You can do this. You can do if you truly love it. If you want this, you can do this. I love that so much, Nandre. Honestly, yeah, that's such good stuff. Oh my goodness! I need. I'm gonna save that photo, dude. I'm saving that photo. I don't uh, know what I'm gonna use it for. I'll. I, I will say this though. If there is one piece of essential equipment, mm. I don't know if you saw it on the left side of the picture. I have a candle yes. that really, I think it's very important to have aromatics and stuff that ground you and just keep you oh kind of just centered on your streaming. So I've been lucky enough to receive some really great candles is that... and send some really good candles to friends. What uh, what scent is that one? It says Dragon... Uh... Go on. Oh, dragon pussy. Dragon pussy. Uh, it's uh, scented of uh, campfire berries and cinnamon. How how uh, does one even figure the title for that? They're like, oh, campfire cinnamon. Oh, dragon's pussy. That's what it is. Put it on the label. <laughs> people are very creative and have very uh, strong senses of smell. Uh, I'm not one of them, but. I'm just going to trust them on this one. Yeah, I, that's second to amaranth farts, though, I hear. I don't know. So we'll have to we'll have to sit on on that. But that look, that's hilarious. I love that a ton. Well, Andre, here's the thing. All right. I don't know if you've ever watched the show, but uh, we're going to lean here. You know, I, I can't be everywhere at once on Twitch. There's so yeah. much going on. And like you said, you started in August 17th, fairly new kid on the block. But yes, I sir. have about four of your clips here in front of me. And I'm so I just excited <laughs> to see what clips you pulled because for the record, a couple things. Go ahead. Right. For my clips, right? I rarely delete clips, but I yeah. always check them after stream. Right. Uh my music I play on streams, I don't save to my VODs. Mm -hmm. So a lot sometimes I'll have things that are musically cued for stream that just end up being funny clips because the music isn't there. And also I'm fucking disgusting noshball chach bag. And I know you read chach's chachi in the pregame here. And that's okay because I'm sure at some point we'll get into the philosophy of chachery, which is another part of my channel. I've heard you use that phrase a lot on your stream. Mm -hmm. And I've always wondered, yeah. I was like, what, that seems to be your go-to phrase. That seems to be your, like almost a brand thing for you. But oh, yeah. Let, let's let's kind of uh, sashay here. We'll go off easy. We'll start off slow here, all right? This first clip, I'm going to switch over scenes you can watch on your end. This first clip here is just, it's titled F. Nandre, all right? Oh, this just gets clip, into it. Yeah. I think it really... It's uh, my blood boiling. It, is, <laughs> it really shows us your relationship with some of these streamer friends you mentioned <laughs> in the beginning. Let's take a look. I'll have you explain what's going on in this clip. And your relationship with them, it's only 32 seconds long. All right, let's give it a listen. All right, for sure, for sure. <laughs> Sam, I could have slapped you, and I didn't. I know, but you should have. Oh, shit. Where's Nandre? Where's Nandre? Where's Nandre? Where's Nandre? Where's Nandre? I'm with you on this. Oh. You fucking shithead! You fucking shithead! <laughs> oh, 
the feral yelling at the end. I, you don't see that enough. You don't see that enough in real life, all right? Just the absolute, I'm losing my shit. I can't take this. Tell me about this clip. Tell me about Crab Game with, with Sandwich and the crew. What is this? Is this something? Is this a comic? Uh, common occurrence with you this. and your your crew, you're make your me team? Relive this, dude. You're gonna make me relive this experience right now. I have to. Evil. So Sam did a a crab game tournament with a bunch of streamers. This is one of the first things that I actually worked on with Sam for like collaborative events, which is kind of cool now because if either of us are really working on anything, we usually will run it past each other just to get each other's feelings about it and feel it out. And having somebody in your like inner twitch circle who you can like go to and kind of bounce ideas off of is mm -hmm. great except when they stab you in the fucking back and knock you into the uh oblivion by letting you get shot in the face in the crab game tournament so what happened here was uh i generally enjoy playing the villain uh if you couldn't tell mm -hmm. uh it's just kind of uh the the way i am and it just is like it's fun for me so i like to fill the role and uh, you could hear in this clip, Sam and uh, my other friend, Brotatogen, who's a talking potato, <laughs> ganging up to defend me on the goal line here. And this might have been the last round of the tournament. Mm -hmm. for a oh, lot of money. Wow. Yeah, it was a lot of money. So if you could get in and win this thing, and I'm a pretty degen crab game player, or at least I was, I had a lot of hours on that it, game people yeah. knew you know like i talked a lot of shit in the discord prior to this event <laughs> you know I, I i like to i like to be the villain you got so, it, it's uh, more entertaining it's the hero is just eh. but this one the thing is they teamed up on you you didn't look like the villain in this clip you look like the victim <laughs> and so i was shocked i was like why are you going after my boy nandre but it sounds like we're we're, we're hearing the other side of this story also if, if Sandwich is hosting the tournament, she's also the judge and executioner of the tournament? I'm trying to... <laughs> yeah, I don't give a fuck. Fuck you, Sam. If you're watching this later, you heard me, all right? I know what you did, and I still haven't forgotten about it. Oh, and did boy. I get my revenge on you? I did. I always get it back. You want to know something, Moms? I have been in a constant war with Sam since I ever started streaming. My first big break in streaming... Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe we'll get to it with another clip. I don't want to talk about it yet because we're going to talk about it later. Was me getting one over on Sam. Well, so we'll get there. We'll get there. The beef continues. This might be the perfect transition because this next clip I have here, it is literally titled Nandre's Villain Origin Story. And it, <laughs> it could not be any better. Like, this is not scripted. Nandre doesn't know what clips I've chosen for him. So let's take a listen here, all right? 27 seconds long. It looks like you have a wig on. I'll have you explain the context because, frankly, it's a lot of alluding, but not the story itself. So let's take a listen. 27 seconds long. You're an absolute fool. <laughs> you thought? You thought that I wouldn't win? <laughs> I was toying with you. Like a cat with a mouse in its paws, Sam. I held your life within my hands and I squeezed. <laughs> First of all, uh, looking like the Tiger King right now. But what is going on here in this clip? It, it alludes to so much drama, so much tension between you and Sandwich. What did you get over on Sandwich via this clip? You know, it's funny. 
that you think this clip is about sandwich mouse because I actually have two very near and dear Twitch friends who are both named Sam. Oh. And I call both of them Sam. And whenever I refer to them as Sam, people mix them up all the time. Okay. This is actually in reference to my friend Corgi Pasta, Ooh. who I did a collaborative stream with uh, where we played this game called Escape Simulator, where it's escape rooms uh, online. And the last round, we said, let's do a race. Let's do a race. Mm-hmm. And whoever loses has to beat uh, this Mr. Bean game for the PlayStation 2 that is one of the worst video games of all time. Entire <laughs> thing. And not only did I win, I beat her so bad that I got to go back and help her actually solve the puzzle. Oh. And this was the evil speech that I gave talking about uh, crushing her and grinding her bones to dust in-game uh, before we raided into her. That is brutal. And has Sam fulfilled that, that end of the deal of playing the bean game? Absolutely not, but it's okay because I actually reminded her about it this week and she seems genuinely excited for it, which to me is the most confusing part of the entire experience. But you know, Why is the game so bad? Uh, I encourage everybody who's listening to the podcast to look up. I think it's called Mr. Bean Worldwide. <laughs> it is potentially it's it's it looks like you're somebody your dog ate your first grade art project and uh, threw it up and they turned it into a video game with Mr. Bean sound effects. It is so bizarre and weird. <laughs> uh, it's not called Mr. Bean World. I don't know what it's called. It's it's Mr. Bean something. Yeah. Uh, it's gross. It's vile. Well, we got to give that. We'll, we'll take that a look into that. I got to take a look into that game. Maybe I got a friend that'll do a review on it. But uh, <laughs> let's let's check out clip number three. All right. Clip number three. This one is just it's amazing. It's an amazing clip because the music is completely taken out of this clip. It is called Nandre is a professional dancer. <laughs> and this clip is. There is no, there is no audio to this. So I'm going to do this right here. I'm going to press, just so we can play this on YouTube later. I'm going to look up Harris Heller music right now. And I have here the first song is called, all right, great. It's called Kill It Anyways. All right. So I'm going to play Kill It Anyways right now. And I'm going to press go. And we're going to watch what this madness is going to unfold in front of us. All right, Andre, and I'll have you explain to me what's going on in this clip right now. All right. Hear me out. I think you'll like it more if you just play it with no audio. You want it no audio? I'm just saying, I think it's more entertaining with no audio. All right. Hey, your choice. I'll live with it. Let's go no audio. One minute long, no audio. Let's take a listen. (laughs) Oh my god. <laughs> this is hard. This is what the, the, the community doesn't get to see, alright?
that's POV. Your dog's on your bed watching this unfold right now. <laughs> I love that so much. Nandre, what the hell is going on in this clip? Please explain to me. This one actually has a wide spanning backstory to it. Okay. That we'll, we're we're going to reveal some of it I think later on in this show when we talk about uh uh high school stuff. Mhm. Uh but the the juxt of this bit is that people always tell me that my mom looks like the actress from the uh 80s dance drama Flashdance. Huh. So in this actual clip for the uh subathon somebody redeemed a 69,000 channel point redemption for flash dance oh my god uh, where i put on the leotard and the wig and i perform she's a maniac and i just <gasps> dance no shot so, uh yeah the it, actually i think if you want to look later on my tiktok i have it uploaded with the music oh perfect perfect so, i'll check that out on tiktok later but yeah, yeah, yeah. so Someone redeemed that you played the whole and, and it's the song that goes. It's a steel. She's a steel town girl on a Saturday. Yeah, oh yeah. my gosh, that's yeah, insane. Yeah. This, the, the thing is, the this first five minutes of my twenty-four hour subathon too was this. The was this that's so much energy within the first five minutes <laughs> of your fucking stream. You you know, dancing seems to be a theme though in your channel. I, I noticed you had something called Silly Sundays. Am I saying that correctly? Oh, yeah. Silly Sundays. Yeah, you said silly and Sundays correctly. Oh, thank you. <laughs> All right. Fuck you, dude. I was being nice. I was being professional. But I didn't know if you had another name for it. Tell me about Silly Sundays and the idea behind it. Okay. The origin of Silly Sunday is that I was streaming on a Sunday one time and I got a raid and I don't know. It just like was like, fuck it. Let's full send. I put on Spotify, I put on a bunch of songs, and I just started ripping it dancing. Mm -hmm. And I danced for like maybe like almost three hours, yeah. you know, just to bangers the whole time. Uh, and I was like, this is fun. I like this a lot. We're keeping this and we're <laughs> calling it Silly Sunday, but it needs something more. It needs one more element to it. So that day, I ordered a Pepe the Frog mask. Oh my Amazon. gosh! All right, now let's see what's you, Sunday, what's going to unload here. Every Sunday, I put on my Pepe mask, <laughs> and I I dance for two to three hours with uh, special guest streamers to playlists that we create with each other. Yeah, and it's just a great time. The whole idea of it is fuck Mondays, get all your energy pumping for the rest of the week uh -huh. and it's just kind of like a fun place to come hang out at the end of the week and just spam as much emotes as you want and just troll i love that i watched the episode of you barry and sandwich all together i watched live i lurked i don't usually type and it was like i i had not taken drugs that day but i <laughs> wish i did all right because it was tripping me out we had green screen effects. We had Barry oh, doing yeah. his thing. We had yourself going <laughs> off. It was insane. And no, you're 100%. You're playing club bangers, all right? This is uh -huh. middle finger to DMCA, whatever. We're hanging out. I love that a ton. And it's that, again, bringing in that energy and that, that fuck you attitude of I'm going to do this for me. I love what I do. I love the energy that it brings on is huge. So I want I wanted to gas that up, but... Clearly with Silly Sundays and with what's going on here with this dance we're seeing on screen, 
it's it's in your blood, man. All right. If we don't see this these moves pumped out, uh, come uh, what is it, October for TwitchCon, uh, oh, we're losing so out. All many right. People who want to see the moves at TwitchCon, I've been asked so many times. Oh, please, please, <laughs> it has to happen. But uh, Andre, we have one more clip here. All right. As much yeah, as we've see. seen a lot of physical comedy here, we also can acknowledge some great storytelling. All right. You're an amazing <laughs> storyteller. And so this one here I have, it says, Nandre tells a story about visiting his grandma, ladies and gentlemen. And so we're going <laughs> to, why you laugh? Hey, it's, it's up there. It's public. All right. Uh-huh. Let's give it a listen. It's a one minute story, but you're going to be at the edge of your seats. All right. Let's give it a listen. One minute story here. Okay. Look where I'm standing. Okay. My grandma <laughs> is wearing a robe. My grandma is wearing a robe. No underwear. He body slams her into the pillow. And all I see is my fucking grandma's vagina. Full view. The whole fucking thing. Labia. Vulva. The whole fucking thing. The lotus flower. <laughs> I hadn't had dinner yet. <laughs> I hadn't had fucking dinner yet. The whole goddamn thing. And my grandma makes eye contact with me and she just does this. <laughs> That's it. Oh, fuck. Oh, I love... How the biggest complaint is the dinner you hadn't eaten, and then your grandma's reaction to this is just like, "Hey, what are you gonna do about it? <laughs> like, what are we doing here? You the labia, the vulva, you naming off the new Gen Nine Pokemon starters here." But fucking <laughs> 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 Majora's Mask, you. <laughs> That's the reason I'm not getting sponsors on the show. All right? I'm just telling you that right now. That's the reason we don't get sponsors here. <laughs> it's too good. Oh. That story's too good. Tell me, Nandri, what what inspired you to even tell this story? What, why did you tell this story? And who's body slamming who? There's so much context that's lost within the clip. But we heard what the brunt of it was. Tell us the, the behind the scenes of this story, Nandre. Um... I think the reason we ended up getting to this story mm -hmm. was because I was eating shawarma for dinner that stream. Okay. And I actually got shawarma uh, after this event. That was my dinner. And the, the whole uh, bookends of this story was that uh, I had really good shawarma. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was like, you know what happened last time I had shawarma? This story with my grandma. You know? <laughs> I love that. This is, and you yeah. drew us a diagram of it. Looks like maybe Uncle or Unc is in step. Yeah. And all this jazz. What a, again, an amazing storyteller. That was so good. I was dying when I saw that. I heard that story. And I was like, I need to ask, what the hell is going on here? This is 
I oftentimes I'm like I'm not too much on props, all right. But this map really helped me understand. <laughs> the fuck you, John Madden, this whole thing, the play-by-play. <laughs> My grandma was getting sacked. Uh, it was a full-on fucking blitz. <laughs> I love this shit. I love this shit. But. all right that's all the clips i promise that's all the clips i can go on with this man you have so many good clips and that's a testimony to you your community and just the times you guys are having together it's so fucking fun as much as i love twitch though i also love twitter and i have three of your tweets here i just wanna i just need to understand you i'm trying to i'm trying to feel you out as a content creator and then we'll get into your story thereafter a bit, I right? I love this. I shit post all day on Twitter. I'm such a Twitter guy. I made my Twitter account for the first time after I started streaming. Oh. Uh, my first ever tweet was a tier list of the letters of the alphabet. <laughs> um, <laughs> Why? <laughs> Uh, it came up in a Discord call. There was a lot of controversy about uh, what everybody's favorite letter was. What was the hottest? Like, what was the letter that gave the most issue, though? Uh, I put Y as the greatest letter of all time, and people were not happy about it. Mm. Uh, is it because it's, it's sometimes undercut the vowels? They didn't like it. Yeah, hey, they're not so. ready for mayhem. That's what it is. They all want to say Honestly. A or I or whatever. Nah, nah, that ain't it. Well, speaking I'm a of shit, yeah, you're a Y guy. It's fine. Speaking mm-hmm. of shit, posts. The first one we have here is from December twentieth, twenty twenty one, at three twenty two a.m. All right, this is a late night thinker post, and it says, "Girl Scout cookies aren't good. I'll eat them if they're offered, but they ain't shit." So you single handedly are taking out the Girl Scout cookie economy with this one. Why? Why this take? Why so bold and so early in the morning? Your your late night thought upon this. I mean, fuck those kids. It's honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I just like so here's the deal. Here's the deal. Here's Please. The deal. Please. I my uncle is my dentist, okay? Okay. Which I'm very fortunate for that. But one of my favorite gags to pull on him is that I will always eat a pack of cookies before I go in and get oh. my teeth cleaned. Just to really just fucking give it to him. Now I almost always get Oreos, but one time I did Thin Mints instead, and I got a very upset stomach during my teeth cleaning. I didn't throw up, but I really wanted to. Oh and yeah! Honestly, that shit is so goddamn overrated. They bait you in by being like, "I'm a little girl Scott. I got these cookies. You get them. They're not even that fucking good." Mm-hmm. Okay, just get make your own cookies. Right or get Oreos. They're better and cheaper, or they're just better. They're just mediocre, middle of the road. Girl Scouts, let's go. Let's have beef. I'm ready for it. I'm down for the Girl Scout cookie Twitter beef. Right? It's I will I will I will at them. I'll I'll clip this and I'll at them and see. Let's see what we can get started here. Cause here they are up price. They have mint Oreos that are equally as good. They're delicious, as a matter of fact. Or even I, I got a weird thing for uh uh-uh Oreos. But that's a whole other issue there. Oh, Oreos? Is that the ones that are are what? Like There's reversed. Cream on the outside? Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know why. I like, I like the golden ones, too. I like Cakesters. I'm a big Cakester guy. Ooh, those are bomb. Those are yeah, bomb. Cakes but are I, sick. Cakes are sick. I agree with you. I agree with you on the, the Girl Scout cookies. They ain't it. It's just too much. But hey, if you want to support your troops, <laughs> I don't know what to call that. You want to support the troops, go buy one today. <laughs> 
Uh, America's America's second army, as they like to be called. You know? Yeah, this <laughs> they're in there. The second tweet. All right, we're moving on. The second tweet here, January twenty first, twenty twenty two. All right, you talked about tier list. You posted this up four a.m. four forty four a.m. Telling you, dude, I'm a degen Twitter goblin. I'm up late and I'm shit posting twenty four seven. You you caught me in another stream and I was like, hey, good morning. Like, why are you still up? Was what I, I think what I said <laughs> yeah, to you. Like and, and you were like, what do you mean? I just woke up. I was like, oh shit, what? And then you're like, no, I'm here. I'm just whatever. But this one. One, you make a lot of tier lists. This one, you said the definitive characters I beat in a fight list, and there's so many questions. How, like the the first one, you said free kill. How is Hank Hill, American Dragon, Jake Long, Johnny? How are those free kills for you? You know, somewhere on my computer, I have this VOD save where I go into glorious detail about how I take out every single person in the free kill list. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't want to necessarily subject you to these descriptions, but let's just say uh, I have two burly hands and I know how to use them. All right. Okay. I'm not afraid to get dirty. Get a little elbow grease on there. Jimmy Neutron, I'll give him a brain blast. A real good one. Right? <laughs> I'm not afraid. I'll give you Jimmy Neutron. Neutron. There's no argument there. But how are you going to have... Hill? What was Hank that? Hill? You think I can't handle Hank Hill? I don't He's know. Like he, he looks like a hard ass. He looks like someone who... <laughs> let's just, he has a gun. Let's just be honest. <laughs> like he's, he's a, he's a, he's, we know who we voted for in 2016. Let me go here. How is... <laughs> Bobby? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, how can you give me the fact that Timmy Turner has an advantage? Let me ask you that. How does... Timmy Turner, it's all about gap closing with Timmy Turner. Uh, like, it's all about gap closing. If I can get my hands on him before Wanda and Cosmo interfere, I'm just going to... You'll destroy it, him. He's a, a child. A, there's a quality that I used to define every part of the list. It was the puntability of each person. If I could punt them like a football, they immediately started at disadvantage. And Timmy mm -hmm. Turner, I think I could probably go maybe 30, 40 yards, I feel like. Fair play. Fair play. Two With more win. questions about this, all right? Two more questions. One is, what's Minecraft Steve's category? Why is there Fred Flintstone <laughs> and Shrek in Minecraft and, and Sans from Undertale? Those are all the characters that if you step in the ring with them, it's already over. You know? Really? Like, okay. Minecraft Steve to me is one of the most intimidating, Lovecraftian kind of eldritch horror characters in the history of fiction and mm -hmm. like, literature. Uh, I you could not pay me. Sometimes I close my eyes and I hear <laughs> just the sound effects. You know, like I know. One day, Minecraft Steve will come and get me. Coming for you. Resign to that fate. Fair play. And the last thing here of this whole list, which one are you a hundred percent certain that this is to be the complete truth in your heart? Uh, Sora at the top. If I ever got into a fight with Sora from Kingdom Hearts, uh, first I would just point out the fact that he's trying to hit me with a giant key. Uh, and then second, I would point out the fact he doesn't even hit you with the teeth of the key. He hits you with the other side. 
and uh, I would kick him in his giant toe, and then I would uh, make him bite the curb or something. I don't know. I'll take care of business. All right. Sora from Kingdom Hearts, you ain't got nothing on me. I'll see you in a hell in the cell, baby. 92 Elimination Chamber. I will take you down. All right. Oh my Open gosh. Uh, yeah. His shoe to like anything ratio is totally off. Just it's absurd. I think he's compensating, in my my opinion. All right, it's just we got like size twenty five Jordans or something. What's going on? Like, just get your Timberlands and let's move on, Sora. I don't know. Maybe that's why it took him so long to get into Smash. But regardless of the point, I love that. All right, fair play, fair play. One more for us. One more tweet mm-hmm. here. This was when created uh, September twentieth, twenty twenty one. That's my birthday. It's your oh well. There you go. A birthday tweet here. And uh, it seems to be a photo, and it says, Wow, finally found the original picture deep in the camera roll. And this is your... I've never had to... I used this to make your ad for the show, all right? I had to crop this out, all this jazz. I legitimately thought this was Mizkif. That's the crazy thing. I thought I was like, oh, this guy is just a really huge Mizkif fan. What is going on here that you just look... Like you're gasping your last breath of air. What's going on here in this clip? Oh, this photo. It's funny that you mentioned it's Miskiff. I've been told a lot of times that this picture reminds them of Pac-Man. Uh, <laughs> this is from when I used to live in Israel. I, I worked in Israel for a little bit. And uh, there was a weekend where I took a sailing trip to Cyprus. Mm-hmm. And one of those nights we went out. And then as you do after a really, really great night out, you go for a nightcap, you get something to eat. True. And we went to McDonald's and I explained one of my uh, great talents in life is my ability to fit an entire McDouble in my mouth in one mouthful. And this was the fixture, uh, the proof uh, that I can do it. A McDouble in one mouthful? Yeah, I've actually gone even to the point where I do the McDouble with the McChicken in the middle. I can do that in one mouthful as well. Okay, I just I just need closure. What before you even had to prove it to your friends as like this cool bar trick, post bar trick? What Mm -hmm. in your mind from the OG ness of you doing this was like? You know what? I could fit this in my mouth. I could fit this all in my mouth, one bite, no, no, no shot. It's easy. You know, it's just a relentless uh, pursuit of uh, of being the best. You know, it's just uh, the competitive nature inside of me. <laughs> to just uh, Joey Chestnut, if you're out there, <laughs> call me. Like I'm ready. I'm. I'm. I will step in the arena. Right. Like I can just. Put, I can put it away. I just got a big mouth. Do you? And I'm did not you eat it? You did not. Did you eat it like that, or did you spit it back out and then finish the rest? No, I finish it. In my mouth, in one mouthful. I don't swallow it in one bite. That's impossible. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, but you're I in the different industry if you're swallowing I, one. I work it. Yeah. Holy cow. That's fantastic. That's wild. That is wild shit. I honestly am, I'm, I was shocked. I did not think that this was, I've always wondered what that profile photo was. I was trying to figure it out for the longest fucking time. I was like, what is it? Who is this? It did not look like you. The angle. And just what is in your mouth? And now we've we've shut the case on that. I think we've gotten the closure that we needed to understand what was going on in that photo there. You know, uh, it's a redeem on my channel that at any point in time, they can redeem fit a McDouble in your mouth. And I have to stop what I'm doing. And I, I 
turn on this app called OBS Ninja and I film myself driving in my car over to the local McDonald's. I go pick up the McDowell, bring it back, and we eat it. Wait, how much? It used to be 7500 And then one night, my friends ganged up and redeemed 12 of them. Uh, I got through nine, and I also had a burger for dinner before that. So that was a lot. Uh, Now I made it so every time it gets redeemed, it goes up 250 channel points when Uh it gets redeemed. I've had 55 total. Holy cow. So what is it at now then, the price? Uh, that's a good question. It's expensive. It ain't cheap anymore. Yeah, I bet. It wasn't always, it it wasn't always going up in price the entire time I had it, but, uh, it needed to be done after I got 12 of them. 12 in (laughs) a row. To even do one or two, I'm already astounded to do eight plus a burger, a pre-show dinner burger is just, that would turn off burgers completely for me, man. That's that's a game. I don't even like McDonald's, to be honest. Yeah, I'm not even a big fan. It just happened that way. It's <laughs> twenty thousand five hundred right now. Twenty thousand five hundred, ladies and gentlemen. That is live here on March first, twenty twenty-two. You can redeem that for twenty thousand five hundred to stop what he's doing on his stream. Have him drive out, get a burger, stuff it in one sitting. I love that. That's it's that kind of creativity. It's that kind of like willingness to go out there and be different that just stands out i know honestly i'm not even using any sarcasm i've never heard of this shit before this is fantastic i love that so much it just it makes uh, like being a viewer even more worth it because now i'm collecting points with purpose like i'm watching with purpose to always uh to always have you do some some wild shit like that i love that a lot nandre well that's all the that's all the tricks all right that's all the tricks Mm -hmm. up my sleeve I'm going to continue on asking about your story here. Uh, I'll ask you a little bit about more about your time here on Twitch, and then we'll lean into your life story. All right, Nandre? Sure. So the first thing here is, you know, I'm a big believer that if you have a wiki page written for you, you've kind of made it, you know? There's a, there's a yeah. sense of validity in your work and in your status as whatever you'd like to be called, uh, you know, content creator, celebrity, whatever it may be, influencer. So I'm going to ask you this, Nandre. Where you're at right now from when you started to now uh, give me three accomplishments, any accomplishments, whatever you believe to be an accomplishment that you would like on your wiki page right here, right now. I would say as of late, the content that I do that I would say I'm most proud of is Hired or Fired, which mm-hmm. is the game show I do with Sandwich, where we bring in uh streamers to interview at our fake company for ridiculous job positions where they don't know what job they're interviewing for uh i love the preparation for the show i love doing the show i love the whole entire process of working with my friends to do the show it's so fun it's so rewarding and it is just the best time like every time we do it i have moments where i just break in just my degenerate laughter like it it's just such a fun time and the whole i love doing stuff with sam because sam and i just like have this riffing with each other that i think is so satisfying mm-hmm. and i feel like hired or fired is kind of like the the accumulation culmination of the entire thing right definitely so hired or fired i think would be one of the first things on there um I would say Silly Sunday is another thing I would have on there because 
I don't think it's necessarily the most unique thing. Mm -hmm. It's me dancing in my room with a mask on for two or three hours. But the part of it that is unique is, I think, the uh, the energy that I transpose with it. Mm. Right? I have so many people who come to that, maybe just my stream just on Sundays for that stream. And it's just me dancing. And they just love coming and being like, okay, this guy is going ham and playing banger tunes. And I'm here vibing at my office chair getting ready for the week. And it's just like, the fact that it pumps them up so much pumps me up and the cycle just builds and builds and builds and builds mm. for me. So I really like Silly Sunday. And the last thing I would put on my Wikipedia page is uh, I think I want to lay claim to this right now that I am the best jabater and Gotham prankster in the game right now. I have so many great pranks that i've pulled on my friends from streaming that are just gotems whether it's just uh catching them in chat with uh you know uh do you like pudding and they go yeah pudding's okay and i go putting these nuts in your mouth classic or to i think the moment where my stream really kind of jumped up from being just random people walking in and a few people who found it through like self promo channels on discord or, or twitter mm -hmm. uh was i did a collab stream with sam about this safe i found in my house and uh i i got this house with my brother and my dad uh um a, a while ago as an investment and then mm -hmm. when the pandemic happened my roommate who i was living with uh couldn't re-up on the lease and i was like i don't know what I'm, i can't pay for the apartment we were in by myself yeah, my brother was living at the investment house, working on it, building it, and I was like, "All right, I'm gonna come there. I'm gonna help you. We're gonna work on it, and I'm gonna live there with you." Mm -hmm. So, while we were doing renovations, we found the safe, and it's from the previous owner's previous owner. We couldn't open it. Uh, my brother moved away to Israel and lives in Israel now. Okay. And this entire time I was trying to figure out the safe and I was documenting my entire uh, opening of the safe in Sam's discord. Wow. And eventually we went through a bunch of different options, a locksmith trying to break it open with the crowbar, drilling into it, putting it in my car and driving it to a community member in Cincinnati who was going to try and blast it open with welding. Uh, but what happened was when I tried to lift it with a friend, we found a card underneath it that actually had the combination on it. <laughs> I, I opened it yeah. and there was nothing inside. But I was like, there's just, this is the shittiest story if there's nothing inside it. And I've been telling this Discord about it for three months now. Mm -hmm. So I said, I messaged him like, hey, listen, I opened the safe. I know what's inside. We should open it on your stream. And she was thrilled. She's like, oh, let's do this. This is awesome. And I was like, the only thing I want from it is, you know, like, you know, plug your boy, shout me out, you know, let's mm -hmm. do that. It'll be great for me because I'm a new streamer. I'm trying to hit affiliate and stuff. Uh -huh. She's like, oh, yeah, yeah, let's do it. So what I did was I got a manila folder and I slid in a picture of Sam uh, where she kind of looks like an ostrich because her face is all stretched funny in it <laughs> that she put up on Instagram that said you just got uh mcdoubled <laughs> uh happy birthday uh riles uh and and i 
uh, took out the manila folder entry, and I did all dramatic things and stuff. I reached inside and pulled out the McDouble, and I flipped the camera around, and I shoved the McDouble in my mouth while laughing diabolically. And then I, uh, I McDoubled her. I debated <laughs> the entire Discord for three months. Uh, and uh, I McDoubled all of them. And off of that, I eventually, butterfly effect, we're here today. So. What, you gotta tell me, what was Sandwich's reaction to this? Like, you had it on stream, you've been baiting this for months. How did she take this? Did she think that all along this was a long-term ploy? Oh, yeah. Everybody was invested. I mean, nobody saw it coming. It was just like, <laughs> I mean, like up to that point, right? I would be in chat and I would do gotcha jokes, right? Mm -hmm. I would do mm -hmm. like and things like that. But this is like another level. Nobody expected anything about safe. And I mean, I would update with pictures like pretty regularly, like, hey, this is what we're doing and stuff. And everybody was fascinated by it because it's just a great mystery, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh utter disbelief <laughs> just utter disbelief uh <laughs> completely once over and uh eventually she got her adventure crab game yeah 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 but that is fucked man that is so good i that's long term you don't get that enough because everyone wants instant gratification we want we want the reaction that's long-term storytelling and it fell in your lap no one you didn't plan that out you genuinely wanted to know what was in the safe but to twist oh, yeah. that <coughs> hilarious i love that i love that so much so those are my three things those are your three i love that it's really monday hired or fired <laughs> let's well, also um, i had a candle made uh out of my grundle once for my friend barry bebop that too. grundle yeah yeah what's a grundle it's the area between your genitals and your butthole okay man i'm over here dying because i swallowed saliva in the wrong pipe and you're telling me about you got a handle. He really like it's his favorite candle. Not even joking. It's his favorite candle. It's That's vanilla lemon. Disgusting. That's wild shit. You are out of you. You're 100 right. You know what? you win Degen of the War Year. I know they have streamer awards. QT Cinderella is making that for March. You win Degen of the Year. That's just ridiculous. I love that so much. Let's uh let's talk about your never go in the pocket. Never <laughs> go in the pocket. That's the motto. Let's talk about your community. Nandre, all right? The people that show up to your stream uh, night in, night out. Uh, I'm going to ask you this. If I asked your community who you are, and I had no idea prior, what do you think they would say to me? And you can give me both an honest and troll answer, since likely there is both. Okay, here's the thing. They're the, they're the same answer. Mm. Okay? For my community, they're the same answer. I almost guarantee that if you ask somebody who I am, they would, the first words out of their mouth are going to be, he's a chach. Or okay. he's a chotch bag. Explain to me this. Thing. What is, you know, we we alluded to it earlier in the stream. What exactly is the whole lore behind being a chotch or a chotch bag? So chotch is a technically a real slang word, right? Mm -hmm. And it's basically like uh, a, a douche, right, or an asshole, right? Okay. Like it's 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 somebody who is 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 an asshole you know and i am an asshole 100 percent. Mm -hmm. like i i own up to it 100 percent. but we we basically claim the term as kind of like a name for our community and we use it uh just to describe everyone and what's cool is it's like one of the things that's important for me about how we use it is that it's not a term that is gendered at all 
Yeah. Right. Because I have friends who identify across all different kinds of, you know, I, I'm friends with a bunch of different human beings is how I like to see it. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't like when they feel threatened by gendered language and things. Uh, I also like the word because it's not about the word itself. It's how you say it. Right. Yeah. So when my friends say, Oh, you, you fucking chotch bag is so different. And he's like, man, he's such a chotch, right? Like, yeah. you, it's not about the word itself. It's how you say it. And it's also just such a fun word to say. I don't know what about it. It's addictive. And it, it just, it's kind of invaded our like little corner of Twitch with all my friends and everybody uses it in different contexts and ways. And it's just kind of like a, a cool kind of badge of honor mm. to like un- say like, I understand kind of the the lingo and slang of this corner of Twitch, you know? Yeah. This is you guys. This is your little pocket community. And, you know, I love the tone of it, too. You're right. Because the Mm -hmm. first time you say, oh, you know, what a chosh, you know, that's friendly play. The second one where you're using the underlining term, it feels like an insult. Like, I feel like, oh, shoot, I fucked up. I, you know, who am I? So I 100% such versatility. We have here someone calling you King Chach here. So you have yeah. you have it all there. I love that. I love that. I never, yeah. Again, part of the brand. Why is that? Not, is there merch with that? I I do have merch with it. Uh, I don't know if I have it on me or if it's in the wash, but I definitely have my hat of it. Ooh. So my my merch line, I, I'm really big on all of my like assets for my stream are things that are built from for and by my community for mm-hmm. my community so my merch line the art was all developed by uh my friend Coriality tv this isn't my shirt which kind of sinks because the art on that is incredible but Ooh. We, we made basically like this kind of evil version of pepe the frog yeah uh I probably actually have a picture of it I can send to you over Twitter if you want. I like that, though. I like that, that the, the evil version. And and so that is, would you say, it epitomizes, it embodies Chach? Oh, yeah, for sure. It has and to. I, I, whenever I'm out and about and I see, like, other people saying Chach in other chats, it's, like, the best feeling. You That's know? yours. You know where it originated. You know where it was coined. Oh, yeah. That's exactly. beautiful. That's beautiful. Let me ask this. Let's flip the question around, all right? We asked about your community's opinion of you. Uh, I'm going to ask your opinion of your community. So if I was to show up in your chat and I was like, yo, Nandre, describe the faces, the usernames that are surrounding my own. How would you describe your community to me or to someone that's never been there before? It's so interesting because I'm such a degenerate, like, dingus. But my community is like so wholesome and sweet, you know, mm-hmm. the, the juxtaposition of it just makes it even more funny to me, you know, uh, they're just like this really fun kind of balance between wholesome, silly, and just mean enough that it's funny, mm. right? Like the other day... <laughs> My community always is trying to get the better of me because I always love playing the villain, even with them. The other day was the first time in a very long time that my community has blindsided me with something. Uh, I have like 
for some like i feel like a lot of people on twitch are like this but you just latch on to like little bits of a stream or like a clip or something that's probably not funny to everybody else but it just makes you laugh so hard mm-hmm. this friend lav who has this clip where she's playing breath of the wild in a parachute and she goes oh look at me i'm a plane right very seriously yeah. even though it's clearly a parachute and for some reason that clip just makes me laugh my ass off <laughs> so my my friend joe made this video where it starts playing that clip and then all of a sudden it cuts to norm from cheers saying <laughs> hey nandre you just got normed <laughs> like like getting coconut mauled or something and then yeah. the ch- the cheers theme plays okay the cheers theme plays yeah. and then it hard cuts to me as a horse <laughs> it hard cuts to me in my horse avatar with the words fuck you written over it oh it, it made me laugh so damn hard i laughed for a half hour straight <laughs> it was the funniest shit i've ever seen just like they just surprised me it's such a good clip dude. that's nice i mean it's it's nice especially they put the work into it too Oh, yeah, they go hard. Like, they've been paying attention to the patience of virtue with the pranks. They come up with some real creative bullshit. Um, who's due? Is it your community getting you or are you getting your community? Who's overdue for, for a prank? Uh, I mean, they're never overdue for one because I'm always fucking with them whenever <laughs> I'm live. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's yeah. half the fun. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I just, I think they crave it. You know, they're just all a bunch of masochists. Mm. They just like when I fuck with them. Yeah, I'm always overdue for one, I feel like. That's fair. Okay. Okay. That's good to know. I mean, April's around the corner. You know, who April knows? Maybe the maybe there's a collab with other streamers to get this prank going. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it I out. Have, I have massive plans for April 1st is all I'm going to say. Oh, my gosh. Save the date, ladies and gentlemen. That, but April 1st is going to be a national holiday on the stream for sure. I love that. That's good stuff. Stuff. I'm gonna ask you one more question, all right? One more question about your time on Purple Platform will lean into your life story, and it's this, all right? Sure. Oftentimes, we as content creators or streamers, we get to hear from our community. Uh, we get to hear how we've made their day better, how we've impacted their lives, how we've distracted them from whatever's going on in the real world or within their own personal lives. But very rarely do they get to see our side of the story. So the question remains: How has your community helped you, Nandre? in a way that they are not aware of? So this is a hard question to answer because I one of my things for me on streaming is that I, I like to be very open, honest, genuine, uh, and very transparent about my emotions and my emotional state for being as a trolly douchebag as I am, you know? Mm. There's a lot of, of wholesome discussion, I think, about like mental health and like uh being in touch with your emotional being right yeah but what they don't really see or hear a lot from me from and i think why a lot of people are going to be excited to watch this from my community is everything that happens to me off of the the stream because i keep them both pretty separate but in my life generally i have like maybe like uh four social circles that i'm constantly balancing right it's my my twitch social circle yeah uh my friends from uh, when I went to summer camp, my friends from high school, and my family, right? And one of the coolest parts about my Twitch community is that all of the fun that I have over there 
I get to bring and show that stuff to all of these other circles mm. and they all interact with the Twitch stuff differently in ways that are so interesting and funny. Like I showed my parents and my, my sister hired or fired season one's uh, YouTube video that yeah. Sam made. And my sister was laughing. My dad was utterly confused. And my mom was liked all of it up until my favorite streamer of all time went on. It was like, who's this talking berry this is stupid (laughs) it's just the funniest (laughs) shit ever to me and like uh my high school friends love uh seeing like the produced content but they all say the live stream is just like you to an extreme like i can't even deal with it it's like you on steroids it's too much and i'm like totally i get it it's fine and then my camp friends are like the people who probably come through my stream randomly the most. And they always are like, yo, what's up, Dre? Which is like what most of my camp friends call me. And they just like enjoy the time too. So it's it's cool how all the different circles kind of interact with each other. I would say that's the thing that my community doesn't know about as much. That's huge. That's awesome. Like uh, for me, I don't want my worlds to collide, but I love how you've taken that diversity and you know you have the people that main twitch that understand the culture but then you bring that into your personal life your family your friends your friends through through other experiences in life and see how they all uh kind of view the art that because at, at the end of the day that's how i see at least personally content creation it's an art form oh, yeah. For and sure. everyone has a certain technique everyone has a certain way of presenting themselves or executing it accordingly and so with yourself, knowing that like the thing you love most, maybe your parents don't understand or your friend group are, are seeing you to the max on your live streams. Maybe, you know, maybe the, during the night outs, you're with your friend group. That's what they see nightly on, on Twitch. And so it's, it's really cool to see those different perspectives roll out. I love that time. You mentioned something really interesting that I, I wanted to touch on very quickly. You mentioned that you were very transparent with your community about mental health and, and uh, where you're at in life. And that's such an interesting concept because uh, many creators that I've talked to usually kind of let that boil over or keep that part of their world private because, you know, they, they want to essentially seem, I guess, always a certain way. You know, people go to Twitch. I think the, the reasoning I've heard was people go to Twitch to escape. Why do I want them to see this certain side of me? What advice would you give to creators that are on the fence or are a bit worried about showing that side of their lives to their communities or here on Twitch in general? Um, I guess the idea of it is that if you do streaming and stuff to kind of escape uh, like something that you might be dealing with with mental health, uh, you're not going to solve anything because you're just going to be delaying uh, and putting something in like a cupboard for later you're mm-hmm. not fixing stuff streaming is not something that fixes mental health i don't think it does i mm-hmm. think a lot of times if anything it exacerbates a lot of issues that people have with mental health i think for some reason down the line there was confusion about that and how people treat streaming and they think that like just turning on a stream like for some reason I think will help them figure stuff out mentally and it just doesn't work that way. So I, I also think that I've spent a lot of time in my life working on mental health stuff, uh, working in mental health services mm. and just in like therapeutic context where 
it's just something that is very ingrained to how I do things and analyze things. So I like sharing that with my community because I think a lot of times people come to streams as viewers uh, because they they are looking for escape and stuff. And I like to tell them, I'm not going to help you escape your mental health, but I will help you figure out or start a journey to figuring out stuff with mental health, which I think is a lot more valuable if more difficult pill to swallow, you know? Definitely. And I like to lead by example with that by just being transparent about stuff like that, you know? Yeah. I love that. Wow. Wow. I, you know, it's, it's so humbling hearing that because again, you know, being around here for roughly two years, you get lost in the game. You get lost of what content creation, the politics, the pick me energy, this, all of that. And it, 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 it sours over time. And even with something like mental health, like you put aspirations and dreams first before yourself. Some, oftentimes when I see that here on, on this platform and it, it leads to that to it longer. It leads to the I'm burnt out, I'm leaving. And this thing that you loved becomes uh, a bit bastardized and it becomes work. It becomes less of an art and more of a robotic whatever necessity that you just need to go live for whether it be your job or or you're feeling that you you owe people something and this and that you, you're almost uh, somewhat of a, a slave to it if you may and so oh, yeah. hearing you be so forward with not only yourself but your community and saying hey like come through yeah you may be going through something but i'm not here to fix it i'm just here to you know enjoy and hopefully have you enjoy your time here um is 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 honest and it's it's amazing to see it's it's a breath of fresh air if you may um you? here on the platform I, it's sad to say that too i i don't pride myself in having to say that but it is something that i've noticed i think it's cool though because i think a lot of what you the people you surround yourselves with right mm -hmm. uh it, it impacts and influences your community a ton who you work with who you watch who you allow into your community yeah and i feel like i've been so lucky that a lot of the people who i would call like like my corner of twitch are like so aware of these things and like push these ideas forward all of the time mm -hmm. and they make sure that people aren't falling into that trap of uh uh putting their problems in a box and, and just funneling them away. They tell people to actively confront stuff with mental health and they're very transparent people themselves too with mental health. I think it's really refreshing. People don't like this, but I think it's really refreshing when people go on and stream when they're not having a good day because yeah. it's, it's, it, it, you can't stream and keep up a facade the entire time. If you do that, you burn out, you know what I mean? And mm -hmm. when people get in touch with their genuine selves, it's really interesting human interaction. You know, I love that stuff. Mm. Yeah. Just make Twitch cool. I mean, yeah, exactly. That's the beauty of live streaming. It's not, it shouldn't be scripted. You know, with YouTube, you can cut whatever you want. With, with live streaming, you get the real human experience of this is who I am. This is what I, the shit I'm going through. You're going to see it in my quote unquote performance, uh, whether that be even playing a game, interviewing, anything in between. And you can't you can't run from that because you know it's it's kind of like oil and water. It'll always come to the top. It's it's very hard to s suppress uh, things in mental health, things of personal things that are just eating at you. You know, time. I, I'm sure. I don't know if you've ever had it, but you know, people when you're having an off day on stream, you'll get the DM. Right? Hopefully, everything's all right or or you're doing well because it's it's 
visceral. It's so hard to ignore. You see it yeah. live on stream. I've done the same to my friends when I've seen them kind of struggle through a stream, you know, and, and I've watched it and I'll DM them, whether it be during or after the show, being like, hey, you know, I hope you're all right. If you want to talk, let's talk, you know, hang out. Even if we don't have to talk about whatever you want, maybe you just want company. Um, but I feel that I appreciate you sharing that all. That was that was really important, I, I think, to hear from you, um, Andre. But uh, that being said, that is the first part of the show. All right, it's as easy as that. It's it's a it's a cakewalk. All right, goes by pretty quickly. I have about two or three bathroom breaks installed here. Do you need to use the restroom at all? To get anything to drink? I never go to the bathroom. That's what is that? Just... I, I literally have not pooped in like five days. That is an issue. I'm so soft, dude. It's literally the McDoubles. You know that. It's it's clogging up both holes at that point. That's. It's it's ridiculous. Let's um. I, mm -hmm. I, I, they're, they're just all in all in, I, I have a very infamous picture that I have sent some people who have been like, yo, what are you like after you do all the McDoubles? Like, what's it like for you in the bathroom? That I've sent to people. It's called the Eagle Claw, and that's just all I want to say about it. The Eagle Evil Claw or Eagle Eagle Claw, like a bird. I have so many questions, but fair play. We don't have to go into detail. Well, I have to use the restroom. The chat is yours. I will be right back. Give me about a minute, all right? Sounds good. Go ahead. What do you mean you have photo proof otherwise, Bobby? What are you talking about? <laughs> Listen. And I get it. Okay. Uh, I'm just sick of you putting a bird in my eye, Chloe. Round after round after round, I'm sick of it. And I know you think it's funny, ha ha ha, but it's not. I take Val very seriously, very very seriously. It is not a joke to me. This is comp. If you want to play Spike Rush, go play Spike Rush. No time for games. And Peyton, keep it down. I'm trying to have a serious discussion. Smell the inside of the Pepe mask right now. You guys know I wash it after every silly Sunday, right? Where did I put it? What the fuck? Where did I put it? I don't know where it is. I legit don't know where I put the Pepe mask. I would smell it if I could. Doggy dance break. No, Yo, guys, if you haven't already followed moms, go follow moms. Oh, it's down here. It fell off the chair. Go follow moms, too. On Twitter. Can we get link in the chat for all mom socials mods? Chloe, ready? Oh, yeah, baby. Non salt anti paper. Yeah, there you go. And, uh. What did I walk in on? Are you grabbing your mask? Chat really wanted me to smell the inside of the mask, so. <laughs> and what did they, what did you find out by smelling it? That it smells like plastic. 
people act like I don't wash it and take care of it. It's the first thing I do. I take a shower immediately following Philly Sunday and wash the mask out with shampoo and soap. It doesn't even have hair. That's a misconception. Yeah. You know, people keep thinking that just because you're degen, it means you're unhygienic, you know, that you're not, you don't got your shit together there. You keep it clean. Uh, I, I keep my body clean. Uh, my house, on the other hand, is not always the cleanest place on earth. But, Fair play. You know. And, you know, it's a lot to take care of, all right? One battle at a time. It's one battle at a time. But <laughs> that being said, Nandre, all right, we're going to lean into the heart of the show. This is what I've been doing for 131 episodes, and it is the content creator's life story. Now, before we get started here, uh, I'm going to tell you and all those watching live here on Twitch, listening on Spotify, or watching it on YouTube this. Any individual, content creator or not, that's willing to share a piece about their lives uh, should be respected. And uh, This is not a place of judgment. It's not an interrogation. Uh, I am just here to learn about you. Um, and because part of my job is asking questions, I'm likely going to ask follow-up questions. You know, parts to expand your story, this and that. If you ever feel like you don't want to answer the question or things are too personal, whatever it may be, feel free to give a non-answer, uh, a vague answer, or just say you would like to move on. And I have no problem with that. That's my job as a host. Um, I want to make sure, you know, I, I tell this to many of my guests, you know, I work for the guests first and the viewer second. And it's to build that relationship up. And I, I like to think that's the reason why I've been able to do this show for so long. Um, so you have my word, all right? All the roasts were from the clips and the tweets, all right? This is just, <laughs> I just want to talk. So we're going to start off here at the top. We're going to talk about your family and your kind of general growing up as a child. Uh, so without doxing yourself, Nandre, uh, can you give us where you were roughly born or raised, whether it be city, state, general location? I'm a fucking Chicago guy born and raised. I mean, I grew up in the burbs, mm -hmm. but... I mean, the the mentality of a Chicagoan is pervasive all the way out. And I've lived in the city now for a decent amount of my life. Uh, and it's really the only place, I think, that I, from this point on in my life that I would really ever want to live. You know? really? I love Chicago. Oh, it's the best. First off, hold on, make me sure it's there. First off same i love chicago that's a that's a low-key thing is like my second home out of seattle is chicago so all oh, the yeah. things you know the hot dogs the pizzas six flags all that jazz are we a cubs or a, a, a Sox fan i mean i'm a north sider so i gotta be a cubs fan you know <sighs> i mean gotta be they're there i mean they won recently they're good it's nice uh-huh so yeah, yeah, this and that. Fair play, fair play. I like it. I like it. Shot town right I'm, there. I'm a Bears and Bulls guy first and foremost. Oof, uh, that's tough. That one. I'll give you. Is. Well, tougher both actually recently, but it's yeah. especially the Bears. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, we could talk about that come the the season again uh, for next <laughs> fall. Tell me this though. All right. So we have where you're at. Any siblings, Nandre? I have two siblings. I have a sister who's a senior in college, and I have a brother who is 22 months younger than me. So, wait, where are you in the spectrum of... I'm the you? oldest. You're the oldest? Yeah, I'm the King Chach, baby. You... This is actually fascinating because a majority of the guests have told me they're the youngest. And second, you don't give me oldest sibling, like, feeling. Really? What Not do I at give all. you? Middle sibling? You give me youngest? youngest? <laughs> 
<laughs> you have the Thank energy you. of the youngest sibling. I have boundless energy. Yeah, that's true. So tell me about your, the, the relationship or the dynamics between you and your younger siblings. Uh, I mean, I'm super close with my brother. I live with my brother and like in my house i went to summer camp with my brother where it's two months out of the year where you're away from your family and you're just like with a bunch of other people uh i'm very close to my brother he moved to israel now almost eight months ago Mm -hmm. he's gonna be back uh the end of this month for the first time which is gonna be super cool uh and my sister, I love my sister, I adore my sister. Uh, we share a lot of common interests, which is really cool. Uh, my brother's not really that big into like film or the arts as much. And I mean, I love movies and like movies and comics and reading and just like consumption and media. I mean, I, I adore all of that stuff. And my sister is very like inquisitive with the arts, so it's really cool. Like I can take her to like some, you know, random ass, like new wave French horror film from like the 2000s and she'll like be into it. And he would not bat an eye. He'd probably take a nap. You know what I mean? Like, Uh, yeah, (laughs) it's it's cool. I get different things out of each of them, but Mm -hmm. it's 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 really fun growing up kind of as the older brother. Oftentimes you hear the eldest sibling has they get the the strictest punishments they're the leaders of the sibling group and and all that jazz they kind of set the quote unquote set the standard for the other siblings growing up what was it like we we hear your relationship now but what was it like growing up between you and your siblings then were you more protective were you more of the it is what it is you know everyone does their own thing uh well my parents were not very necessarily like strict parents mm-hmm uh but i definitely had like elder brother role like the more the watchdog stuff than everyone else uh my sister was like it feels so much younger though at least growing up uh so that was a totally different kind of relationship than when it is with my brother where it's like i'm like close in age a lot closer in age so it's like there's a lot of emulation of i do this he does that he does this i do that you know Mm -hmm. um so i think that's kind of how the the roles played out for us nice let's talk about your parents all right you said they were much more lax on you tell me about your relationship with with your parents growing up uh my my dad is like super laissez-faire yeah he 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 loves like golf and uh he loves pickleball he's a pickleball oh hell yeah uh and he's a silly guy but he's also just like really fun to poke fun at and like i i love my dad and i love making fun of my dad and i love when my dad makes fun of me and the back and forth of it is really fun think a lot of that developed a lot of my sense of humor Hmm. my mom is for sure the more sensitive one uh the more reserved one but i probably talk with my mom i would say more than i do with my dad uh and 
Yeah, I, I I think of it this way: like my my parents always had dogs growing up. We had two dogs growing up, and mm-hmm. they have two dogs now. And my dogs stick to my mom like uh, you know, like like she's their actual mom. You know, they don't really care about my dad as much. So, <laughs> it, it, I feel like that is a good illustration of kind of like the dynamics of uh, yeah how it is with the kids too you know? <laughs> tell me uh, uh there's a little bit of story time here all right tell me okay. something each of your parents individually have taught you whether that be direct teaching or through experiences or whatever it may be that you still hold true to your heart to this very day something that you still apply into your lives oh i i think the emotional transparency stuff comes a ton from my mom yeah uh because she's the kind of person who will like sense when there's like something off mm-hmm. and will will poke at you to to talk about it you know yeah. uh and will also be very forthcoming about where she currently stands my dad is not that way my dad is much more reserved about things like that but when you can get him to break out of his shell he will it's just not the there's a give and take there mm-hmm. you know uh with my dad i would say i learned a lot about uh being uh competitive in a healthy way right which i think is a a, another thing that especially with like twitch stuff is like really important it's like figuring out how to be in a competitive mindset that isn't toxic to yourself right Mm -hmm. uh in it's a a lot of it is about uh, pushing yourself to constantly be moving and evolving and forward thinking but not being uh, judgmental or punishing when you you know fuck something up but looking at that as an opportunity to keep growing very heavy in a growth mindset is what uh, you could call it that's really awesome i I love that a ton i know we mentioned the emotional intelligence part it's the uh in the past uh, but I mm. want to talk a little bit about that healthy comp- uh, competitive nature. Was there mm. a moment or a, a memory between you and your dad that he showed you like, hey, you need to you need to calm down a little bit or this is the, where we want to position your mindset uh, in terms of being competitive because mm. this will actually build you up more than the other. I mean, man, I, I love sports. Yeah. I love sports. I grew up loving sports. I played tons of sports. I went to an overnight sports camp. I worked at an overnight sports camp, the same one. Uh, and it wasn't like the kind of sports or camp where it's just like you're playing a wholesome game of volleyball. Like you're grinding every mm-hmm. day, like playing for championships to get put on like league plaques, like uh have a mythology you know so uh for sure i can think of so many times just like either playing football in the backyard where it's like me my brother and my dad playing or playing basketball with each other where it's just you know we're out there sweating grinding working so that kind of stuff always i think uh trained me to be hungry Mm. you know uh because uh yeah i think in general i like if i find something that i really like and i really want to do i go after it like pretty relentlessly 
I I almost hyper fixate on it. And I would say that comes a lot from him. Yeah, yeah. I think I see that with content creation. You as of right now with your life, I can yeah. see it as something that you're so passionate about that you just what how what, whatever you want. What is the end goal? If I may ask of that, what is the thing that you're chasing for in this world of of Twitch and and in content? I mean, it's so much fun. It's literally the most fun thing I've ever done. Yeah. Like I, I, oh, it's just, it is such a blast. And so many aspects of it too. It's not just the stuff that you do when you're live that's so fun. It's all of the stuff when you're not live that is just the best. I have so much fun doing all aspects of it. Mm-hmm. So listen, I don't, I don't think anyone should go into streaming at all with an idea of that they want to be somebody who can stream full time and make it their entire job. I think that, uh, doing that is really difficult and you have to be lucky and you have to uh, you basically have to work really hard to be in a position where if you have that lucky moment where it strikes and you can turn the table and make that happen you can do it so for me that's my goal is to constantly be at a point where I feel like I can have a moment if I get lucky where I could turn it into something that is a career right mm-hmm. I don't bank on that but if that ever were to happen, oh my God, it would be the best thing ever. I would. It's a dream. Oh, I would go balls out. I would be so excited. It would be so much fun. <laughs> so well, much fun. Hoping for it there. Um, mm-hmm. going back to the the family life here. Right, going back to the family mm-hmm. life here. You know, I don't, I don't really consider what I do here on Twitch content creation for me personally. You know, I consider what I do here, uh, more so creating and capturing moments and memories in time. That's what this show is all about. You know, it's a time capsule of your life where Mm -hmm. you can go and, you know, right now, March 1st, 2022, you can come back a year later, five years later, 10 years later, it'll be on YouTube and you can revisit who you were at this moment in time and the things that you were going through and and this specific timeline of your life. Uh, So with this question, I'm going to ask you, I want this to be similar to a time capsule question. Okay. Now, Father, time's undefeated. We don't know where we're going in this life, you know, mm-hmm. where we could be pulled out to any other direction, uh, vocations, aspirations, whatever it may be. What is something that you would like your family to always remember about you, no matter where you all go in this life? Uh, I just don't want people to ever forget how hard I laughed, dude. I just fucking love laughing. <laughs> It's the best. And I think one of my favorite qualities about myself is I have a very contagious laugh. Mm-hmm. And so many of my favorite memories with anybody is just from moments where it's just belly up, can't contain the laughter. So if anything, I want them to remember just laughing our asses off, you know? Yeah. I love that. I love that a ton. All right. Yeah. I mean, we got to talk about everyone. We talked about your siblings, your parents. I want to talk about you. Who were you growing up? What was the teenage years of Nandre back in the day? Uh, 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 I was interesting. I would say I fluctuated between uh, the most reserved, shy person in the room to the uh, loudest, most rambunctious person very quickly, uh, depending on uh, who I was with and what the situation was. Mm -hmm. I think uh for sure with the people who i was comfortable with i was always the loudest person you know Mm -hmm. but i i kind of like how i like to do my pranks and stuff i'm patient 
So if I'm was introduced into like new environments or meeting new people or stuff, I bide my time and then uh, crash down on everything like a tidal wave. It's kind of like uh, how I like to do things, you know? So uh, I was, uh, I was not a very, I was like the most straight laced kid for the most part Mm. through middle school and high school. Like I barely ever drank. I barely ever smoked. I was not uh, a very like uh, uh, adventurous person with that kind of stuff. But that doesn't mean I wasn't a wild man, you know, like I would definitely had a lot of energy and uh, like to uh, get rowdy, I guess. <laughs> was there a, was there a watershed moment in terms of your personality where you went from that shy person or is that still what we see today, but just offline? Um, I don't I think for me, a lot of it. uh my personality was not necessarily stuff that was different, mm-hmm. but it was a lot more compartmentalized when I was younger. And then as you grow older and you kind of like figure out the things that you really like about yourself, uh, you start to lean on those things more. Right. So for me, I would say my watershed stuff was I had this one summer where, well, leading into that summer, I lived in Israel for, almost six months helping uh, a friend develop their company for like uh, occupational and recreational therapy Uh, because I worked so long as a camp counselor and athletic director at a summer camp we both had worked at. And I loved that. It was super rewarding. It was the best time ever. Mm -hmm. I, really liked it i would never ever live in israel again i love the states and i don't want to go back and live there even though that's where my brother does now uh but that and then coming back and going to work at the camp for that summer with a renewed uh minor perspective and then just kind of the the mashing of those two moments was like i i, I think i really developed a huge portion of my personality there wow yeah. Yeah. I mean, just cultural clashes to environmental clashes and recognizing when oh, you come yeah. back here, when you come back home, you're like, damn, okay. Well, you know, if anything, a renewed, again, a renewed passion to what you're doing and, you know, more understanding of who you are as a human. I love that. That's cool. Sure. Damn. Uh, let's go on to your experiences in high school here. All right. We're going to talk about your time in high school. Now, I'm sure you're familiar with all the stereotypes. You'll hear the cliques, the jocks, the nerds, the stoners, the outcasts, whatever it may be. I want you to put yourself in one of those clips. Where would you where would you define yourself in terms of a high school clique and why? I have the perfect explanation for this. Yeah. So you know they had they have superlatives in high school, right? Yeah, yeah. So the school newspaper said that I won a superlative. Mm. I was like, oh, what did I win? like most childish (laughs) and i and i said to them fuck you i don't want it i'm not a kid (laughs) so they they took me out of it and i didn't have a superlative but i feel like that is like in a nutshell is like such a good explanation of myself yeah so it's not even you wouldn't put class clown in the same category would you 
No, Class Clown was a different one. Oh, that's, okay, what the fuck? Oh, I, I would have 100% taken Class Clown for but, sure. But, so someone else had Class Clown and they're like, all right, Nandre, Nandre, um, yeah, most childish. He'll love this one. He'll take this one. Yeah, I was like, what? Yeah, fuck that. That's bullshit. What, do you read what you're asking me? You want me to wear a dunce cap? Like, what the <laughs> fuck? So, okay, you would define that moment, you know, most childish, fair play, fair play. I got to ask the layup questions, of course. What was uh-huh. the 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 what, course that you are the, the subject that you thrived in or looked forward to the most? Um, It's so funny. I really liked uh, lang- we had a combination language arts history class. Mm. So it was like two hours in a row of it. And yeah. it was super fun. A lot of like creative writing, presentations. Um, it, it, it felt like a fun thing to like indulge your creativity. I, I mean, I've always been a big reader and we read a lot of books in that class that I really enjoyed. We read... Uh, of mice and men we read catcher in the rye we read beloved this book by tony morrison we read uh oh my god what's that it was just a show uh 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 history of, what is it history we read uh the a howard zinn book on history which is like uh this kind of like points out all of the stuff that's like revisionist facts in history that was super interesting mm-hmm. um I love that class. It was a great class. I would say that. Or I was a D-Gen free period freako. I would just go out and do the craziest <laughs> shit, dude. What are we talking like, crazy shit during a free period? I would like get a massive bag of flaming Hot Cheetos and sit and chat up the security guards and try and get them to say the weirdest shit. You know, <laughs> like I would do that. I would... Sometimes I would take my friends' backpacks and I would take all their shit out of their backpacks and then I would turn their backpacks inside out, put all the stuff back in and then zip it up inside. We called it the nugget. That was a classic. That's a class. That's we called it a turtle. That's beautiful. Yeah, I love that's that. A, what an asshole though. <laughs> oh, the worst. Actually the worst. I will never forget freshman year. There is a food fight and it was like just spaghetti cans flying like it was like heavy shit was going and i took the opportunity <laughs> to just absolutely launch a cookie at this security guard i didn't like and it <laughs> plopped right on their back <laughs> and i will never forget everyone's I hitting got, other students you see a grown ass man tony. i fucking got you tony i got you baby <laughs> that was me with the fucking chocolate chip motherfucker <laughs> get fucked over 10 years later. Yeah, fuck off, Tony. I remember you lunchtime, the spaghetti wars of 2011. <laughs> I love that. I love that. What was the weird shit you tried to get the security guard to say? I- I'm curious after that. You said. Like, literally anything. Like, get them to, like, admit to, like, uh, I don't know, like, eating spoonfuls of mayonnaise. Or, like, like just saying the most ridiculous shit to them. Like, oh, dude. I would do so much to just go and hunt some endangered species right now. Doesn't that sound like such a fucking blast? And like get them to just say the weirdest stuff. I don't know. It was just like fun (laughs) to have banter with them because they were such an eclectic group of people. You have this shit just in your back pocket, this knowledge that they're 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 just freaks, they're fellow freaks, they're just doing their stuff, and you being able to bait it out of them. Oh my gosh. Um any 
Any co-curricular activities, activities outside of school, clubs, sports? Were you part of any back in high school? Yeah, I, I did. Uh, I, I was a weight man. I threw discus for a little bit. Uh, I played football. Mm. Um, what else did I do? I didn't do. I made a club Ooh. Uh, through Facebook that we ran called Sports of All Sorts where we would get a bunch of our friends together and uh, we would just play all kinds of shit by ourselves after school, like the OG shit. Like we would go to the playground, we played tag in high school. Which oh, hell so yeah. We do that. We play football. We play ultimate Frisbee. Uh, yeah, it was just a good time. We play hockey in the cul-de-sac. Dude, that was the best. Hockey in the cul-de-sac was awesome. That's what we need more of. I want to see kickball, foursquare, all that shit come back. It's so fucking uh, uh, sharks and minnows or whatever, you know? All those old school classic games, but as like prime adults, you know, mid-20s, it's just this is the time. This is the time I can actually play and then I feel competitive enough to play. Dodgeball. Oh, my gosh. I know that, you know, they had a whole movement to cancel dodgeball. It's just... I miss it. I I played dodgeball as that was like one of the only uh, like uh, what's the word intramural things I played in college. I I played intramural football, but Mm. I played on a team with a bunch of random people. uh, So I didn't know any of them. And it was the worst time ever, (laughs) like actually the worst time ever. And the intramural dodgeball was like. There were people out there who I swear had sawed off shotguns for arms who were just <laughs> unloading on people. And the amount of times I saw somebody take one to the face and walk off with a bloody nose. Oh, my God. It was so goddamn funny. I always had a blast. 100%. That's the reason I used to ref dodgeball just for that. It's the thrill. It's something. You're right. The cannons. Cannons. And you hear that thud. It's oh my gosh. There's something about I pick, it. Is I picked up on that dodgeball referee energy on uh, on Saturday for oh, sure, big time. That's yeah, intramurals was my part time. I loved it. Hell yeah, it's too good. It's too good. Um, going from there, all right, it's story time once again, Andre. It's story time uh-huh. once again. I want you to share with us one story during your high school career. All right, either a good one, a fond memory that you look back upon, you're like, oh, hell yeah, this was the glory days. These were the heydays. I love this moment so much in time. Or a bad one, a moment of tribulation that kind of uh, helped you build who you are today. Can you give us one of those stories? I had, I had so much fun thinking of the answers to this question. Mm. I'll give you a short one. And then I'll give you a more serious one that I think is interesting. Deal. So the shorter one is, like I said before, with that clip of me dancing to the flash dance stuff, people always used to say that my mom looked like the dancer. So senior year, they have a talent show just for the senior guys. Uh, and I entered it and I did that dance pretty much <laughs> verbatim to the actual performance in the movie. Uh I didn't have a wig on. I had the leotard on, but they made me wear like not athletic shorts, but like uh, Under Armour uh, briefs. Oh, okay. But you could see everything. And uh, (laughs) uh, I absolutely destroyed it. It was the most roaring crowd for it. It was awesome. It was such a rush. Uh, And I lost the talent show uh to the student council president because the student council president always won that shit every fucking year it was rigged it's mm. political i don't care 
I do care. I'm still mad about it. Uh, and that's kind of the origin of that entire bit for my channel. But the the other story, the more interesting story, is that when I was in high school, uh, my brother dealt with a lot of substance abuse issues, hmm. right? And, and it was really bad. It got to the point where he we took him out of school. He was enrolled in a, a psych ward like it was so much to deal with and i was a very straight-laced kid i wasn't like the most straight-laced mm -hmm. but my friend group that i stuck with through all of high school like my really close friends as we got to senior year uh wanted to party way more and wanted to you know like smoke and drink which is totally fine right like that's what a lot of kids do in high school these days, right? Yeah. Uh, I couldn't be around it. I was just not at a point where I could process it. So I basically, for a while, I just had this group of guys who I was super close with, who I just, I had them completely cut out of my life. And it was a lot to deal with. Like, these were my, my best friends. They're still my best friends. I talk to all of them to this day. Like, I completely reconciled with them uh i see them all the time um but like i couldn't deal with all of that it was too much for me at that time mm -hmm. so that informed a ton of how i interacted with people uh my senior year of high school i didn't go to prom because i was worried about all of that stuff Wow. Uh, I went to New York for like a couple of weeks instead and hung out with my family there and just, you know, did a bunch of cool shit over there. Mm -hmm. uh, and it, it changed a lot of how I interacted when I went to college. Wow. So, so let's let's kind of go back in that timeline there um, mm -hmm. with your friend group, especially your friend group that you're still close with to today. So that I mean that tells us how important they are to your life and, and, and mm -hmm. to your social setting. Did you ever reveal to them that was the reason why you had to take oh, yeah. somewhat of a break? All right. Yeah. Okay. For sure. For sure. I, 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 at the time I told them, but it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, what, what am I, what do I expect from them to do to yeah. not want to do all of these things that like a lot of kids feel as like a quick component of like, being in high school and like growing up and experiencing things i can't force them to do that but mm. at the same time i wasn't ready to be around any of that stuff either so i was just put in a really hard catch-22 at the time mm -hmm. you know and i was you're 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 at that age you know you're the kind of person who thinks like you understand everything about how the world works and things but you don't know jack shit you know yeah. what i mean so it, it was a very difficult to navigate you know moment from my life for sure so then during that time, like you said, it dictated a lot of your decisions, uh, prom, mm -hmm. social settings in college, social settings in high school. Uh, how did you manage kind of navigating outside of your immediate friend group, you know, kind of walking into the wilderness alone there? How did you manage to navigate uh, the trajectory of your, your social setting during that time? I mean, you mentioned going to New York to hang out with family, but I mean, that's only a moment in time. There's still so many days mm -hmm. where you are around other people, uh, your classmates or college setting. How did you, how did you navigate yourself uh, post that friend group and, and the, the drinking and substance abuse kind of thing? So it's cool because 
it in that sense it it forced me to really figure out how to like uh one be comfortable like doing stuff on your own right mm -hmm. which i think is a really important skill that a lot of people just literally never develop in life no right like i love going to the movies by myself <laughs> i do it all the time and some people are like that's the weirdest shit ever i'm like you know what's weird not going to the movies because you don't love going to the movies that's fucking weird yeah. right uh I do stuff like that. I'm not afraid to go to a sit-down restaurant and get a table to myself, you know, and enjoy my time there. I feel like people get freaked out by doing things like that. Mm. I I pushed myself to, you know, become friends with and introduce myself to all kinds of people who in high school you kind of like you lock in on your like little click and you you kind of get absorbed in that and there's all this other stuff that's happening around you you don't see it so i tried to become a lot more observant and make friends with people who i maybe not have would have reached out with and hung out with before that that now if i wanted to hang out with people i needed to but by far the most important group of people was that i had an entire luckily for me like i have this whole other super strong like fraternal brotherhood with all of these people who i went to summer camp with mm. who for the most part all come from uh that general area of the chicago suburbs so like i could always hang out with them on the weekends and do stuff that's huge that's huge yeah. what advice would you give to an individual that's trying to because a lot of this falls under the theme of self-love too you know, mm -hmm, being sure. able to be independent, being able to be comfortable um, in that setting where, you know, usually you think you need a friend or a companion or a romantic partner with you, but rather loving yourself and being okay with being alone, going to get dinner with yourself or going to the movies or just even enjoying alone time. Uh, how would you encourage people to take that first step in order to do so? Uh, you have to be really observant and willing to look at yourself and be critical and not uh, you be critical without being punishing. Right. Uh, and ultimately, if you don't do those things. And you don't kind of, kind of work on self-love or looking at yourself, you're going to run into lots of problems in all of your relationships at some point. Right. Because yeah. if you can't figure your shit out for yourself, you're definitely not going to figure your shit out with other people. That's just how it goes, right? Uh, and I'm not going to say that I figured all that shit out in that moment in high school. I absolutely did not. But it definitely started me on that path to figuring it out and thinking and pondering about those questions uh, over an extended period of time, you know? Mm -hmm. um, I, my, my, my number one advice would be be critical of yourself without being punishing of yourself. Yeah, There's an idea in mindfulness where you have uh, these like emotions, right? These negative emotions come to you. And the best way to deal with uh, emotions that uh, feel like they, they, they harm our emotional self is that you take the emotion, right? You, you take it, you hold it, right? And you observe it and you, you sense how it makes you feel and where it's coming from and you get really in touch with it and then you release it and let it go past you. Right. And it sometimes the release aspect of it doesn't always work all of the way. But by taking that emotional state of being and like really looking at it and observing at it, you begin to understand it more and why you have come to that point. And by figuring out why you arrive somewhere, you can also figure out how to get away from it. Right. Yeah. So I, I really worked on developing mindfulness and stuff over 
all of those years, you know? Jesus. Andre, what the hell is going on? I love this. Like, you're showing so many sides of you today. Like, uh, you know, an hour ago, we're dying laughing watching you sing, and, and this, the mindfulness and the, the wisdom, you know, of, uh, and I want to really underline that word wisdom that you're sharing here, because this is something you've lived through. You have the experience. You have uh, the, the platform to speak upon this. And we're still growing. We're still learning as we go. But oh, yeah. it, you're hitting so many chords because I 100% have felt this exact same way in high school, exact same feeling of you really have to be honest, but not, uh, I, want, I don't want to mention your words. You said critical, but not punishable. Critical, but not punishing, right? Critical. You want to be able to look at yourself, but not be like, you don't want to hurt yourself by being critical of yourself. You know, you got to find that healthy balance. Yeah. Holy, that's something. I'm, I'm literally writing that down right now because that's like something that I, I've, I have never heard of that phrase before, you know, because the word critical is something that's so it, it hurts. It's like I if I'm going to be critical about myself, I'm going to nitpick every harsh thing about me, every little and big problem I have. And and it hurts because it's exposing. And oftentimes when I'm being critical, I'm punishing myself because I'm embarrassing myself. I'm outing myself, whatever it may be. But mm -hmm. to still, you know, be critical and love yourself. It's amazing how simple those words are together. Uh, and yet I've never thought of that to be the, the, the case. I love that a ton. If, if I had one other piece of advice. <laughs> Again, the people only listening to this will be like, oh, what the? I have one person that listens to this as she jogs. <laughs> she's going to have a heyday. Keep going. Keep jogging, baby. Take that extra mile today. Let's fucking go. Today's the day. We're pushing through. 105 percent let's fucking go <laughs> i love this so much but not all right i appreciate that story too that was beautiful that was beautiful i'm gonna take you to your final weeks of high school all right i'm gonna take you okay. there i feel like the willy wonka travel time traveler with you all right and it's the final weeks people are signing into the yearbooks you said you didn't want the most childish award so you didn't get any award you're doing your finals you're doing your oh. your group projects and all that shit what was the next step for you outside of high school in terms of uh, life, whether it be college, community college, work, traveling, taking a year off? What was your next step and why did you make that decision? Well, a few things here. One, mm -hmm. when they did my senior fucking yearbook, they fucked up the printing and a bunch of us seniors didn't even get printed in it. <laughs> I got sent an insert like four months after high school ended with my <laughs> pictures in it. So I'm not even in my senior yearbook. <laughs> so I'm walking around writing hags in all my friends' yearbooks. I got nothing in there. <laughs> I'm in like the background in like one of those pages that has like all the pictures of like people doing stuff at school. And it's like, I'm literally like in the corner, like partially obfuscated by a tree. You, know? like, <laughs> you look like you're, you're you look like a trespasser at that point. You're not even a student. Yeah. They gave you an insert. What is even an insert? I've never seen this before. So they did they just print a photo of you and be like, hey, here you go. They printed up all of the missing pictures in like a paper booklet and sent it out to everybody. Oh, Awful. what? I will never forgive the yearbook club for that one. Yeah. And I still remember them. I still have my senior yearbook. I know all you. <laughs> Their all right? eyes are etched out of them. <laughs> I hold a grudge, all right? I'm a big grudge holder. 
I have black book too. And I fill up with names. You know, like I will write it down. Okay. Uh, I love the hags. It's a Browns by the way. Actually, Beautiful. Yeah. Oh yeah, big hags guy. Huge hags guy. I'm a good seven. Of uh, course, it comes at the camp. But go ahead. What was the decision? All right. So school. So the first thing I I did I hate I hated university so much. I fucking hated it. My my first go around with school. Uh, I just i i went in with a degree that i didn't like i didn't like the people i was taking classes with uh i was not ready at all to be in a college environment i was still dealing with so much of that stuff i was talking about from senior year yeah so my first year of school i actually went fine uh a except i had roommates who i just did not mesh with at all i swapped the roommates after the first semester and it was a lot better uh that also was like the time where i just had started to try out dota right for the first time uh and i think everybody who's ever played like a moba or a competitive shooter knows that like sometimes you just get so sucked into that shit and it just is so consuming and very difficult cycle to break can be very destructive right um I definitely got to a, a a point with school where it was too much. I was fucking up. I was playing games too much. I wasn't going to class. I dropped out of college for the first time. I fucking hated it. I didn't like it. I went home. I was like, this is, I was in a horrible mental state about it. I was embarrassed. I didn't like where it came from because the neighborhood that I came from, the expectation always felt like you leave high school, you go get your four-year degree, you go mm-hmm. get a job, boom, boom, boom. There's no if ands, or buts, right? Mm-hmm. That's not how the journey goes for the vast majority of people who enter into university. Yeah. You grew up in this bubble with this idea with how all of that stuff is supposed to work. And it, it really fucked up how it informed and looked at what I determined as like personal success. So I tried university again. I went for a different degree. I started off as a a dual major computer science and film, right? I switched to just film. Mm -hmm. And then I said, I don't like either any of these. Uh, And then I went into all into computer science just to try and do it. Didn't work. Uh, And then I was like, okay, I like education. I like teaching. I like being a role model for kids. I was still always working at camp in the summers during this time. and I tried doing education and I just really didn't like university that much, right? Mm-hmm. I really didn't like it. So I said, okay, let's take everything a step back here. I stopped doing classes and I got a job with a company where I could work as a reading enrichment instructor because I loved reading and I loved working with kids. And it freed me up to be able to go and work at the summer camp in the summers. So I did that. And instead of focusing on a four-year bachelor's degree, I one and I did an associate's degree at a community college. I got that while I was doing all of these other things and uh, working on school and my job at home and my summer job, which I was getting more responsibilities for. And I actually really enjoyed that. And from that, I transitioned into, I was like, I got to figure out a way where I can do school, where I can make sure that I'm doing these, these jobs where I'm actually having a good time. And I 
it 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 was the things that was grounding me more so yeah. then i did my degree online through arizona state and i did a psych degree through that because i also spent my time working in israel mm -hmm. uh doing all of that stuff and it all just made sense kind of through that and that's how i ultimately ended up with school well what do you mean by it all made sense uh like we're doing like psych stuff uh oh. was just like things that like i i liked a lot more and like i could uh uh i found j just stimulating enough for me to get through all of the parts of university that i fucking hated you know <laughs> and i still just really do not like anything about my experience with college and university really right but i also think i took a really bizarre path through it that is not very similar to what other people did yeah i oftentimes i'm not a person who has a lot of regrets in my life hmm. right okay. i don't like to have regrets because i there's just no point to them you yeah. know what i mean it's just extra baggage and weight but i do think about a lot if i was the kind of person that i am now with where i feel about myself and how comfortable and confident i feel in the people around me if I was that person back when I was a senior in high school, if I had gone through that four-year degree stuff, uh, then how much more fun I would have had at school, how much more social I would have been, how many more people I would have known, what would have been different. But at the same time, I think that going through all those trials and tribulations helped me find a really good understanding of myself and figuring out like what I like and what I want to do and what I feel comfortable with. You know, mm -hmm. So it's the give and take of it all, right? I mean, and that's I how the story's written. Yeah, right. Yeah. And and that, that's why it's like, of course, looking back, you know, I'm sure I would have, you know, everyone thinks about, oh, I would have invested in Google or whatever, you know, with the knowledge we had, it, it would have been great. But seeing how personal your story is and knowing, you know, something that occurred in your senior year, letting that leak over to your college years, seeing that, hey, college, the, the edu education system was just not for you at that moment in time. Um, mm -hmm. in the way that uh, that's kind of transpired. You, you put up a very interesting uh, part of your story when you said, you know, in your specific suburb, where you were at, you know, it, it, oh, was, yeah. it was the classic go to college, get your degree, nine to five, get married, have kids, pick a fence, all that jazz. I lived in that same generation too of that mentality. But uh, as soon as I got on Twitch and the more and more I interview people, the more I recognize so many people have had such wild journeys uh, through education, many of them not at all the traditional uh, college route of a four-year university. What was oh, yeah. it, in your opinion, for your, during your, um, your time in university, when was that moment, that watershed moment of like, oh, this is not for me? And how was that discussion with not just yourself, but your family? When you had to come back home and you'd be like, hey, this, you know, again, what our community back home thinks of uh, in terms of going to college uh, was just not for me. Well, I'm really lucky because there's the idea of the community and the bubble that you build up in your head. And then there's what the people around you actually think about it. Right. Wow. So my parents have never been the kind of people who would be like they would never be the kind of people who would be upset or 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 sad or even like mad about something like that if i came to them and i was like uh it's not working out or i can't I, it this just isn't for me right now right mm -hmm. they'd be very 
the most accepting people about something like that and immediately the, the their thought would be all right so then like what are we going to do now like what what's the plan where we're moving forward you know so i think uh having parents like that really helps just like inform how like i approach like uh problems or like stressful things like that too like i'm not the kind of person who tries to like who like clams up or gets like uh reserved when it, a big conflict like something like that comes up like i'm immediately like all right let's break this down let's work through it. let's figure out where we're going from here because that's the thing that like i find comforting for things like that and i learned that a lot from those struggles and how my parents reacted when i brought it to them you know so damn that was a big lesson all that's huge that's huge stuff especially to have a, a family that you know oh it's the best that will take the best you where you're at mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so many times you'll hear parents just want to live vicariously through their kids and so it's that thing of like you need to accomplish this because i didn't accomplish this and this looks good to whomever i need to talk to about you for and it's just it's sad, it's insane, and it's, it's so detrimental, not just to the kid's life, but to the relationship between the two and the oh, yeah. long term of that. It's so sad, but that's, that's, it's really cool to see your story play out in the way it has. Um, Nandre, we're going to go to the third part of uh, your life story, the third and final part. And this is the part where people like to turn up the volume. They start getting their finger ready to clip stuff because we're going to be talking some romance. We're talking about romantic relationships Nandre. we're going straight into it the dirty deets all right in this segment i do this similar to a resume and i'm going to ask you to give us three relationships before you do i'm going to ask you your status right now where are you right now in terms of the romantic field i am single i'm single all right yeah fair play I always got to ask this because I'm a bachelor. All right. A bachelor. I'm, married, I'm married to the dog, baby. That's what I like to, <laughs> to the dog, to the game. Mm -hmm. uh, to, <laughs> that's a fair play. All right. I'd like to ask this because if someone tells me they have a significant other, I just go straight to the significant other. I don't want to I don't want to put them in a position where they got to talk about their exes uh, publicly in front of them. It's a it's a later on fight. All right. <laughs> I'm giving ammunition for the significant other. I feel like you should bring that back in. I feel like that's a really good idea. <laughs> Let's just say you know. to the ones that I have, haven't heard from them again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't like to think it's me. But, uh, you know, I get it. I've learned my lesson. I've learned my lesson. Maybe I still will. We'll see. Depends on the guest. Um, let's, let, let me ask this, all right? So I'm going to ask you for three, if it applies, three or less, however many, um, relationships that you've had that are impactful to you for whatever reason. And we'll go down the list, all right? Okay. So the first one, the first one, uh, how old were you and how did you guys meet? Uh, the first one's kind of a long saga. Okay. Let's say we met when I was 16 uh 16 17 so like in high school like uh, sophomore junior year uh and there i would say i would have probably considered them my best friend for a really long time mm. but not necessarily somebody who i talked to all of the time uh and then eventually 
there was just a point in time where we were both single at the same time. We're like, hey, you know, let's try this. This sounds fun. Okay. Uh, was definitely the person who I've had the most serious relationship with. Uh, we dated seriously for a little over two years. Uh, we we got to a point where we were considering uh, like moving out of Illinois together. We were going to move to Austin together. Wow. We took a trip out to Austin and everything. Uh, we looked at places and stuff. And then I was like excited. I'm like, you know, let's fucking do this. This is great. I was like geared up to go. And then they were just like, you know what? I don't want to do this with you. And I was like, all right. I was shocked. I really did not know. It was total rug pull. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's just like, that's literally how that relationship stopped. And I haven't spoken to them at all since. It was uh, probably by far the most single impactful relationship that I had for sure. Well, okay. Let me, if, and I've, again, this is usually, usually also the, the, the topic that most people get a little clammy or nervous or don't want to talk about or whatever. So again, I'm going to ask the question, feel free to, you know, sway it away, swat it away if you don't want, but uh, mm-hmm. out of curiosity here. All right. You, you went into dating your friend, of course, let's set the scene. Uh, what was it about that person that just resonated with you that, I mean, before even a relationship said that was one of your best friends. Um, I think a lot of it uh, was there was uh, a, a a strong sense of like a codependency. Like we both had a lot of like she had a lot of issues communicating with her family. Mm. Uh, and I'm really good at working through communication issues. It's like I'm really good at helping people figure that kind of stuff out. And then for me, it was just like, I just didn't have a lot of people who I talked to all the time. Yeah. And they were a social butterfly to a degree and like a very outgoing person and very easy to talk to. So it was really nice just getting to know them and getting to know lots of other people through them and building up a social circle together, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think that was the two things for that. So, and, and, you know, like you said, for a couple of years, you've gone through all the seasons together you thought about this huge move, you know, to make such a huge commitment to one another and say, hey, let's get out of here. Um, I mean, not only just moving in together, but moving to a whole new state is is, is mm-hmm. a huge uh, monumental uh, feat. I mean, you're literally uprooting your network of where you're at. Oh, yeah. When you said that that moment, you know, she just said, I don't want to do this with you. I have to mm-hmm. ask, Nandre, was there any signs? Did you feel that even prior to that big, you know, upfront, hey, we're not doing this anymore? Did you feel that this was coming or was this completely out of out of left field? It was a little out of pocket for me. I was a little surprised for sure. Uh definitely like after like when you talk with them and they explain how they feel about things you know like you can get like some better understanding of where they're coming from but for me it was i was pretty surprised i was pretty shy i don't get blindsided a lot in life but that one took me through a loop for sure did you ever get closure as to why um i think honestly my closure from it all is that i'm never fully going to understand it all which is fine for me you know what I mean? I think that's a really important part with closure for things too, is that there's just sometimes things that you just will not understand, you know, and that's yeah. okay. 
Yeah. You know? So, so at that point in your life then, you know, the rug's been pulled underneath you. All these great plans uh, have now fell apart. And not just the plans, but the person that you were having these plans with is no longer a part of your life. How did you begin the healing process of that void? Uh, well, initially, I just didn't. I was like a mopey, sad fuck for a while, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which I think is like probably what a lot of people would do. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, in a funny way, I would say a lot of the kind of butterfly effect from that is kind of what drove me to Twitch more. Wow. So one of the things I did after... Uh, that was I got back into playing games a little bit more because I wasn't playing games that much. And one of the things I did do was I picked back Dota up again, but I picked it up in a very controlled and limited capacity because I said to myself, I was like, listen, if you want to play this game, you know how much you love this kind of stuff. And Mm -hmm. if you let it dominate how you do things, it's going to fuck up your life. So don't. (laughs) Yeah. And at that point in time, there was a group of people I would play with on Discord a lot uh who i would hang out with a lot so i got to talking with them a lot more i got to using discord a lot more from that i got back over to twitch more and yada 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 you fall into one twitch stream, you fall into another and then you find a really interesting uh outlet for your energy yeah stuff that makes you feel good so that's kind of the butterfly effect of all of that stuff for sure i would say that i grappled and thought about a lot the fallout of that specific relationship for a very long time and uh part of the closure from it was leaving my previous residence and getting a residence with uh, a roommate one of my good friends from high school Mm -hmm. and getting more interactive with my online friends too i kind of replaced all of that romantic uh energy and stuff with just more friendship yeah wow wow and to think that like you know let's let's see both sides of this you know if you were to move to texas you may not have ever joined twitch you know both sides of the coin and so like you said it's those points in your life that start directing you and now that you can take an introspective look you're seeing where it's led you to be that's uh that's awesome there uh so that's relationship number one. Do you have another one after that? Number two? Now, are these all romantic relationships? Up to you. I would say the other two relationships I would have wanted to talk about for this are for sure my time in Israel. Because mm-hmm. that was an extremely formative time. I lived there for six months. Uh, people in Israel, a large majority of them speak English. But if you're out and about, you know, like you're out with friends in the city or you're at a party or something, people aren't just going to talk in English. They're talking in Hebrew. And my Hebrew is not very good. Okay. (laughs) My brother is fluent. My brother practiced six hours a day, every day for an entire pandemic. Right. Mm. He worked his ass off to learn it. I just know how to say team, which is where's the shitter, you know, like (laughs) I, I just know the important stuff. Yeah. So, um, that was, super fun because the work i did there and the people i got to meet were just some incredible human beings and i had such a blast kind of uh uh, 
working uh with uh a bunch of people who are like you talk about emotional intelligence the most emotionally intelligent people i've ever like on earth like all kinds of different kinds of therapy methods all different kinds of experiences and just people i still talk to all the time who are just like amazing human beings so those relationships for sure super important to me and I would argue the most important place for me is my, the summer camp that I worked at. Like mm. I have such a strong fraternal brotherhood with so many people because of it. And what so is it about people. that? You know, uh, I've heard that time and time again through your story. You know, you mentioned your family, you mentioned your, your, your other friend groups online, but it's something about this summer camp friend group that seems to stick out more than the rest in terms of just... Uh, the loyalty between you all. What What is it about that relationship that, that resonates so deep? I've said this in my stream before, but I feel like when I was working at the camp is like the closest approximation to what it is like for me to stream, which is like kind of like a funny thing because wow. my stream is like so meme and degenerate. Yeah. But that's like so much of the fun that I had as being a counselor is being a meme degenerate fuck boy i was the, i was a I, I it was the juxtaposition of like what tonight has been like right like where i will bounce between being a silly sadistic fuck and also just like having a chance to like really like talk about things that i feel like are important lessons for people and being a counselor is fun because you get to 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 bounce between those roles at the drop of a dime mm -hmm. so you might notice I have this massive mask mass collection. I don't know if you knew that. I, like, I have all these masks that I use. Like, I have, like, my Viking mask that I wear when I'm playing Elden Ring and stuff. I did notice and that. I, I have, like, uh, like creepy mask. I have funny mask. So I used to pull all kinds of funny pranks on my campers because I was the counselor for the oldest cabin. And my responsibility was like training these kids who are in their last year as campers to like think about being counselors and like role models and like to really help encourage them to grow up a little bit, but also just make sure they have the most fun. So we would do all kinds of funny shit. Like uh, we watched The Ring one night, right? Ooh, and then okay. the next night I said, let's watch another movie. And it was like, I don't even remember what we watched. It was probably some Disney bullshit, like Cars 2 or something stupid. And all the kids were watching it. But what I did was I uploaded the file into a video editor and I cut the ring video from the ring in the middle of it. And what we did was the entire movie I hid under a cloth table underneath the TV in a white gown with a black wig. And when the video came up, I popped out under the table and scared the shit out of my boys. Are and they had kidding? the best, worst time ever. They loved it, but they hated it, but they loved it. And we still <laughs> talk about it to this day. And I just, oh, I loved being a camp counselor. And That's I was out of pocket dude are you how deep in the movie did you edit it in do you remember it's like at least an hour and a half you're staying there for an hour and a half in position ready to scare them they don't know you're there that's so you know it's kind of cool too because like that moment that prank that memory you have with them that's something like you said it sticks it resonates it's something that we talk about it all the time exactly like, all the time and isn't that the best part of like relationships in life too? Is like 
when you can go back to those moments, and of course you're continuing to grow and make your stories, uh, life stories moving forward, but to always go back to your favorite chapters and be like, remember this shit, or you guys did this and that, and we, I waited an hour and a half and I prepped it. Like, you made an impact. And I think that's so special. Like, that's, that's something that uh, I think oftentimes in life that we, we forget because we're so busy living the routine. We're busy trying to, and especially the older we get, go to our jobs, uh, do all this stuff that, you know, it's so common to hear the older you get, the more boring you get. And I hate that. I think that's such a, it's wrong. I think you can always be interesting. I think you can always be funny. I think you should live for the experience more often than not um, and to make that memory. And I think you made a huge one with that. Like you said, you're, you're training these people to become role models, but also to have a fun time. And I think with those kind of stories, it's both because, you know, from the memory, you'll always have that story. But role models, you cared enough to edit some shit, stay underneath the table for an hour and a half, and, and you know, make a memory out of that, that, that time. And that's, that's something that, I mean, applaud to you, dude. That, that's huge. That's such a cool thing to do. That, that sticks out. I love that a ton. I love that story. Those are three awesome relationships there. I think they've, they've taught you so much and, and shaped you to who you are there today. And I love, thank you so much for sharing that. I appreciate that. I appreciate it. Um, yeah. That being said, Nandre, we're going to the last part of the show. All right, third part of the Let's show. Go. And it is the community questions. Now, before we do, again, no bathroom break whatsoever. You good? I don't have a bladder. Moms. I don't pee. I don't know how you I do this. A- it's I don't know how you do one this. Of the, one of the first things I installed for updating my stream is I got a catheter installed under my table that leads straight into <laughs> septic in my house. It's great. Oh, my gosh. If you've ever had a catheter, you'll know the truth. All right. That shit's yeah. brutal. It, it is. And you know what? You know how they remove it? They don't numb it up. They just. Nope. And you're like, whoa, hey, what's up? That's cool. That's not ever what I want to feel again. Um, but <laughs> I reload. Yeah, I'll never want this. It's like a like think the worst BJ and then don't think that. Just think them hurting your wiener. Anywho, I'll be back in a minute. The chat is yours. I'll be right back before we get to the community questions. All right. For sure. For all sure. Right. For sure. Tessa, if you're gonna spam in my chat in the middle of my show, you and I are gonna have serious beef i'm sick of it (laughs) you know chloe chloe can you take care of this chloe can you take care of this chloe can you take care of this oh do you see this do you notice this (laughs) chloe's afk get rolled that was my mom's impersonation what is this doc please Yeah. I just realized, Tessa, that your name is a rip on testicles. <laughs> when when uh when uh mom's at the beginning was like mom's testicles or something. I don't remember. I don't remember. Guys, by the way, at the end of the show, I'm gonna ask you all factor fiction. Factor fiction. Because if you've been on my channel, you know. Fact or fiction? 
<laughs> Ronnie, question of the day. How many bars of Wi-Fi you guys got in chat, huh? No, Ronnie, don't write in my chat. I have to, now I have to go in here and turn this off. You're gone. You're banned. I fucking knew that I forgot to turn off the chat box. Should I be the horse again? Look at my horse. My horse is amazing. Moms, listen. I know you need to pee, but this is important. This is some serious shit. Okay? This is community question time. So while you're saucing up your bun, with a little bit of mayo and relish, some chopped white onion, <laughs> we're getting in thick. Where is this things. meme even from? What am I? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. You, you sent that to me privately. And then you sent it to 63 other content creators in the yes. fucking Discord for the tournament. Hear me, hear me out. One, have you ever seen 63 content creators in the middle of a Discord call ever unite so no. fervently over a meme in your life? It was, it was, I was in a call with my mod team as we we're going over production notes. And I was like, mm -hmm. look at this asshole, right? <laughs> look at what you see. He's, he's creating a coup, all right? They're, they're going to uproar against me. There's no respect anymore to the game. <laughs> I, there's a few badges of honor that I like to pass around, mm. all right? I either get you with a gotcha, with a gotcha, right? And I hit you with the gotcha emote spam. Yeah. Or I turn you into the hot dog meme. <laughs> I'm, they're, I'm they're, honored. They're both, they're both signs of respect. No, I, I, I loved it. I'll be honest with you. I was uh, they, like Peyton, Chloe, they were all dying. They love your shit, man. Every time you I think even at the end of it, you're like, uh, I read them your insult slash compliment where it's like, I've never seen more iron Valorant players handle it in the bag. And I was like, what an asshole, dude. <laughs> what a just straight up to the gut. Just fuck them up. <laughs> and then they clipped that impersonation you did of me. And they just, they showed it over and over again. It I've was never just, done an impersonation of you ever. You, and it was the worst part is it was spot on. Like I sat there and I was like, yeah, I say those. I say some of that stuff. I, I, I hated, I hated Listen, watching it because of I how much. Never, never. Never do an impersonation of you. Chloe, don't clip that. Okay. Okay. It's rude. Okay. Listen, guys. And quit oh. putting birds in my eye. <laughs> <laughs> i needed that <laughs> it's humbling all right because not a lot of people like they don't know the line it's either the extremes or it's not enough and i'm like i'm looking for the line there i'm looking for someone who could push that edge and it's like oh that's that's exactly I, what i'm getting with nandre right i just like being silly dude it's so goddamn fun you know <laughs> it's just fun it's good stuff it's good shit i loved it i don't I remember you sending that meme the first time. I was like, I don't know what the hell he's doing, what this is all about, but I'm a, I'll, I'll, I'll go with it. I got, I have to. It's my job, all right. It's part of life. You just got to go with the flow of it all. Mm -hmm. It's not the worst DM I've gotten, all right. Let's just get that straight. I've seen, I've seen some weirder <laughs> stuff I've been edited into. Well, fair play there. All right. Is that a challenge? Is that a challenge? I, a little bit. I might do one of those <laughs> green screen challenges or like Photoshop okay. me challenges. All right. So we'll see. We'll see. All right. Here I have the community questions. There's only one rule to this uh, portion of the show. Uh, you don't have to answer any questions you don't want to. All right. 
Mm. I'm not vetting any of these. These are the ones that have just been sent in. This is the first time I'm seeing it. So uh, we're going to go on this journey together. Think of it as a, a mini speed round here. So let's start us off. This one's at the top of the hour, uh, at the very beginning. When did Nan realize he wanted to start streaming? Uh, it's a really, really easy question. I knew I wanted to start streaming, even though it was three months prior to me doing it. I knew I wanted to start streaming when I saw Barry Bebop and Samwich do a stream where they played Battleship with each other inside of this overlay that was like in a a, a submarine cockpit almost mm -hmm. and uh every time they played battleship the winner got to choose a punishment for the loser to do um or the the loser had to choose one of the winner's punishments and it was the hardest i had laughed in so long up to that point and it was super cool because it introduced me to sam and sam's community but also to barry who is my favorite entertainer of all time. Mm -hmm. Bob is, to me, the funniest person I've ever met. He's fucking goaded. And I met so many people because of that. It's the fucking best shit ever. I will never forget that stream. Best Amazing. Shit. Amazing. This next one reads out, what, what size shoes do you wear? That's a good question because I haven't bought new shoes in a while. But I have pretty big feet. I want to say I fluctuate between 12 and a half, 13. <laughs> depends on the brand oh okay i thought you know? it was like a swelling kind of thing i thought it's like a you know whatever happens Anywho. my feet do swell up though after silly sundays for dancing all that time every once in a while after silly sunday the whole next day i'm hobbled oh i can only imagine because you go hard you guys went hard i was like and, and i'm not even trying to make it an age thing i'm thinking like purely the movement I'm just like, you've got to have an Advil at the end of the night or some shit because there's no way your muscles are used to that much. <laughs> like, I'm, crazy. Just, I'm powered on LaCroix, baby, Look all the time. <laughs> I'm like a fucking pregnant woman with their cravings. I just put these down, dude. I'm filled up with spicy water. All right? I love that shit. <laughs> is that, that's I a grapefruit flavor dragon fruit? No, that's grapefruit. Grapefruit. Last cranberry baby, but what? I dabble in a little. I dabble in some peach pear, some popple mousse if I'm feeling a little frisky. Oh, you know? I like that. Yeah, get those. Uh, get the Costco samples, dude. They got a, a shit ton of those. I do get the Costco ones sometimes. Yeah. I'm a big Costco guy. Oh, sad. everyone's a Costco person. They just haven't been yet. Is what I like to mm -hmm. say. Mm -hmm. That's adult Disneyland. It's insane. It's insane. I could spend hours there. Um. Oh. Were you nervous <laughs> to start streaming? It's a question straight no. up. I, I honestly, I'm being completely honest. I've been nervous, I think, like once while streaming. And mm -hmm. that was the first time Sam raided me. And like, it was just a lot of people for like the very first time. I don't really get nervous while streaming because like I said, at the top of the hour, like I don't stream. I don't stream for anyone but myself which sounds like selfish and all but it's not it just like helps ground you while you do all of this stuff so like if i get a, a big raid or i get a bunch of like subs dropped on my head or something like i can get excited about it but i don't really get nervous anymore with it all you know i feel that i feel that i'm just um, excited to do it i just always want to be like 
it's just so fun to be on you know it's, it's a fast. thrill i don't know what it is it's like there's a little bit of like there's dopamine there's anxiety but not like the bad anxiety it's like the i'm alive and yeah yeah i don't know um this one's do you prefer red kool-aid or blue kool-aid fuck kool-aid i want grape if i'm having kool-aid though give Ooh. me purple i never i don't think i've had grape i think i've had blue. oh yeah Red's Big grape right. guy. Love artificial grape is one of my favorite flavors. Not grape, artificial grape. Also, <laughs> the fact that grape stuff is purple, but like, the per when's the last time you've seen a purple grape? Rarely, if ever. I I've seen a lot more green than anything else. Literally, I've never seen a purple grape in my life. Yeah, maybe violet. Well, I don't know. I don't know. It's in the they just decided it was society. That's a society thing. They just like, yeah. you know what? Let's be comfortable. Raspberries are blue. What? <laughs> And light blue at that too, like cotton candy sky blue. Um, what does this mean? How does Doc? How does Mister Dre feel about diet, Doctor Kelp? Is that a SpongeBob thing? You know what's funny? We can tangent this a little bit. What's up? People think there's two shows that people always think that I've seen that I haven't seen, mm. and that's Adventure Time. And Spongebob. Like, I've seen some episodes of Spongebob, but everyone has this, like, incredible memory and recall of Spongebob. And I have a pretty strong memory, especially when it comes to, like, uh, movies and television. Mm -hmm. But, like, never was never watched a lot of Spongebob. That is shocking to me. I don't know why, but I'm just... It's like the energy <laughs> is, like, similar, I think, you know? But, I don't know. Fair play. Fair play. Um, Let's see here. This one goes no. in... I'm sure you listened in. I'm sure I'm queuing up the next questions. All right. I'm queuing up all the things that I just saw. This one goes, uh, <laughs> this one just reads out. Um, what the hell is this? You more of a feet or a hands kind of person. <laughs> what the fuck is this shit? In what context? I assume, let's go with both, as a regular person, as just a fan of bodies, or... <laughs> okay, I've been, playing, I've been playing a lot of Elden Ring, okay? Mm -hmm. A stupid amount of Elden Ring. I've played, I'll tell you exactly how many, 36 hours of Elden Ring, all right? That's a day and a half. Yeah. All right? Of Elden Ring. This game came out, what, like last Thursday? Early, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. I... Love all of the ham hand themes in it. It's really cool. The art of it all. There's like all this symbolism with hands in that game. Hands are awesome. There's the episode of Seinfeld where he goes out on the date and she doesn't wash her hands in the bathroom and she has really hairy knuckles and she's playing with the with the bread. Yep. But I love feet. Next question. Perfect. Um, this one just reads uh Tabanga do. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? What am I reading? Topangadoo, babangadoo, baby. It's the fucking Hakuna Matata of this generation. That's all you gotta know. <laughs> this is the most ridiculous. That's that's a straight if you know, you know. If you know, you know. Alright? Fair. I'll live with it. I'll live with it. I, you know, there's something about reading this. Um What's your favorite thing about yourself? Uh, I think 
Well, my usual answer for this is my laugh, I think, is like one of my favorite things about myself, my ability to make myself laugh. Uh, but then I'll, I'll go out on them here. I fucking love the mustache. I think it's just grungy in the it exact fits. way that I like it. It just fits. Yeah, I, fucking I don't love know. It. My mom hates it. She goes, Ugh. and I go. Shut the fuck up. I'm keeping it. You don't get to decide. It's my fucking face, all right? Like, that's how it goes. <laughs> it's my fucking face. <laughs> yeah. I love that. All right. Perfect, perfect. This one is a clearly, I, I you might have heard it on your end. It, it says, my question is located in this video. I'm going to switch over scenes real quick and play this for the people, uh, individual people, and it goes like this. You just got coconut oh, mold. Share this with all your friends to totally coconut mold. I didn't hear you play it earlier. I oh shoot, what is this? I we're going to wrestling now. I uh I heard this. I heard this on stream. I want to know who, what motherfucker in there sent this as well as did you all hear that when i put that in because in the audio someone's gonna hear this all right in the first three seconds it says you got and i was like fuck and you're giving like a eloquent story about whatever and i'm just like i got coconut mold midway through your explanation that's actually amazing he says yes we all did all right great thank you um someone's asking tell them the bird up story I could tell the bird up story. That's great. That's a fucking great story. What's the bird up story? So, do you do you have you ever heard the sound effect bird up before? Uh, from Eric Andre. You ever watched bird up? Hello. So Snapchat used to have the filters you could download, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, I was seeing this girl, and as you do when you're in an adult consenting relationship, sometimes you do some sexting. Right? Okay. You send a tasteful nude. So what I did was I got out of the shower one time and I sent a picture of my dingle dopper uh, with the bird up effect. But what happens when you do the bird up effect, it zooms in like triples in like <laughs> bump, bump. So I sent that to her. Now the bird up story isn't the fact that I took this picture. The bird up story is the fact that when I was in Florida visiting my grandmother once, uh, I was trying to show her funny pictures I took of my dogs, but I swiped on Snapchat to an unfortunate video of my schmini weenie, but it was okay because she was also in the throes of dementia and just didn't really remember what was happening, which is totally fine. And I love and adore my grandmother. She's great. She's literally the best ever. And I love her so much, but yeah, she got burnt up. That's <laughs> Seems like you and your grandma uh, over the course of tonight have learned have such a wild relationship. That's the other side of the family. So everybody gets a piece of the pie, uh, <laughs> proverbially. And I guess literally, it sounds like. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. This one reads, uh, dude, laptop gang, I somehow try to make playing with friends work. And seeing you stream and do everything from an old laptop, truly an inspiration, an icon, a model, uh, a legacy Drake emoji, and that's from Cassie. There, all right, that's from Cassie. Let's go, Cass. Let's go. Love from listen, it's an old laptop, but it's not a baby laptop either. Like I have mm-hmm. a 1060 in there. I have, uh, I have two. Gra- I have like a dedicated graphics card 
uh, oh, too. Nice. Uh, it's not a baby laptop at all, mm-hmm. but it was like an eight hundred dollar laptop that I got from Walmart because it had really good value on the specs and mm-hmm. it's carried me this far and it'll keep carrying me until I get a computer, which hopefully very soon. That's what I was going to ask you: is that in the horizon? Getting a PC and and monitors and all that, or is that just? I'm lucky. I have uh, I have friends who are desperate, begging, dying for me to have upgrades to my stuff. They just want to see me. My friends, I have the best Twitch friends of all time. They just want to see everybody in the corner succeed. It's yeah. the fucking best. And I was streaming the other night <laughs> at like five in the morning playing Elden Ring and my friend Kip, Algol, Easy, they come charging into my chat and they're like so against spoilers for Elden Ring. They're all like huge fans of the game well everybody except algo and they're like no 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 you gotta look at this deal look at this deal look at this deal we gotta get you this computer i was like holy shit holy shit so it's this computer from dell it's a beefy motherfucker i applied for it with uh i i want to do it with financing so i can pay it off with a percentage of every single twitch payout so i applied for financing for the computer and i'm supposed to hear back for if it got approved or not well we're rooting for you that sounds dope get that upgrade upgrade the stream all that jazz uh, maybe you could use your stream deck this time. It's me. Wow. <laughs> I have it programmed. I literally have yeah. a page on my stream deck that is all farts. And it's like <laughs> all different kinds of farts. Uh, they're epic. They're so good. I can imagine. Now I only have one. I only have one right now. I just have my reverb fart, my classic one. <laughs> and then I have this one too. <laughs> yeah, those Mom are the fart. that I have. <laughs> I could see you. What fart do I feel like today? You know, connoisseur, if you may, of the many farts you could be choosing for. That's real. You know, uh, not paying one of my best friends here. He made a song using Moanbart fart. We gotta, we gotta send you that sample. Please link it to me. Oh yeah, we'll chat. send. I'll, I'll DM him after the show here. I but... love Payton. Payton is fucking tremendous. Oh, I love he's... that man, man, dude. He's just one, hands down my best friend. What, what you've mentioned of like having content creators in your corner that want to see you succeed—that is what he is to me. Like, there's no way this Hell would yeah. exist if he wasn't here. Like, I would have quit love a long that. time ago. Uh, let's continue forward here. It says, "Uh, what would you say is your greatest life achievement?" If you choose something from stream, uh, can you answer the same question while excluding streaming and Twitch from your answer? Okay, yeah, for sure. I can give a, a, a Twitch answer and a non-answer. Mm-hmm. My, my non-Twitch answer is that uh, there was a, a very special award at the summer camp that was given out uh, at the end of every summer. It's It was a award that's dedicated to one of my best friends of all time. Like I, I talk to him every single day. When we were in high school, his uh, brother had leukemia and passed away wow. and was one of my role models at camp and just like one of the best people ever. And I, I, I love him. I think about him all the time. I talk to him all the time and I won an award named after him, which was fucking so cool. And it's mm. this epic ass trophy. It's like this giant eagle and it's like 15 pounds and i have it in my parents house it looms over the family room it's just a fucking awesome piece that for sure is one of my favorite things and then for twitch for twitch for twitch for twitch i'm really proud of a lot of stuff with my twitch stuff but i think one of the coolest things was uh it, it kind of spawned out of it but i think like 
when you get to a point on Twitch where somebody comes to your channel is like, hey, I made this like piece of art for you, is like, oh my god, that's like the coolest shit ever. Mm-hmm. Getting fan art is so fucking cool. And I save all of them. I learned from my friend Barry. He's like every single meme or like piece of art that people make about me, I save and I put it in a folder and I have it for forever. Oh my god, that shit is the best. It's I huge. love stuff like that. It's so cool. Even like words of affirmation, if you find it online, screenshot that shit, put it in a folder. Because there's going to mm-hmm. be some tough days out there of like, you're not feeling yourself or you're starting to lose sight or whatever. And it's just a nice little pick me up of like reminding yourself where you came from, what people know about you and, and who you truly are here and what impact you make too, man. That's huge. I love that. Yeah. Like one of my mods, I did a week of content with my friend Ari Santari, uh, that we called Horse Week. And we just did horse stuff all week. And uh, they made, that's where the horse comes from. They made me as a horse. And now I have this forever to use whenever I want. I can just turn into me as a horse. So <laughs> thanks, for, thanks, Miranda. <laughs> I'm a horse. <laughs> of course, horse week. That's what, you know, forget shark week. I understand that. Yeah, don't understand that. It makes no sense. Horse week, 100%. Go for it. Love that. Um, this one reads out. All right. This question here. This yeah, this question reads out: Which McDouble is your favorite McDouble of the McDoubles that you've eaten on the McDouble Redemption? Is there a memory that you've had? Oh, Which one was your favorite good McDouble? Question. That's such a good question. I think uh, if we're talking about only the Redemptions, there's one where I ate one and I baby birded some of it into Tyson's mouth, and it's a really fun clip. Uh, I love that one because it's so silly and ridiculous. But I, come on, my favorite one has to be the Safe Burger. The Safe Burger on Sam was like, that's like my origin story as a streamer. I feel like like that was like where I went from being this random like one streamer person or one viewer person, two viewer people to like I actually started getting some momentum. And ever since then, it's just been nonstop. It's been the trash train just keeps chugging. You it's know? a three month prank, man. That's commitment. It's worth it. That's such a great way to like introduce who you are, or where you picked up steam, at least in terms of this world. Um, yeah. what's the sing? What's the funniest single moment you've seen on someone else's stream that you weren't Ooh. a part of? Ooh, that's a really good question too. What's the stuff that's made me laugh the hardest on another person's stream? I have a good way of figuring this one out, actually, because I, for all the stuff I love about being a streamer, I'm a Twitch chatter first, baby. And Mm -hmm. I make so many gosh darn clips. Uh, I think there's three moments I can think of. Okay. Uh, Two of them are Sam moments. Sam did a stream where she was pretending to be like this like warehouse kind of like uh dad who like fixes everything by hand and stuff mm-hmm. and she made this joke about dr disrespect where it was like uh i don't know who this dr disrespect is but you could tell him to like hold my balls or something i don't remember the context of it but it was just so ridiculous in how she delivered it and that made me laugh super hard <laughs> There was a time during a crab game tournament where Sam had never won a game before. And it was Sam and my friend Rozzy. And 
they were standing at the top of a platform, right? And uh, <laughs> they were standing at the top of a platform and uh, Rosie pretended like he was going to let Sam win and at the last second whopped her and beat her and won the round, <sighs> which was awesome. But I think my favorite moment of all time uh, I was watching Barry Bebop's stream and Barry has this redeem. It's called Turn Up or Taxes. And it's a one in 100 chance to, uh, it's a 99 out of 100 chance to give you a picture of a turn up. There's a one in 100 chance that you get taxes. And when taxes happens, this picture of money and this red wording of taxes starts in the corner and it expands over the whole screen with fire and flames as the doom soundtrack plays and then you get banned for the rest of the stream <laughs> so this guy redeemed it and got banned and barry's like you're banned you're banned and the guy said uh oh my god what's the meme that he says he's like uh you know it's like uh oh my fucking god why can't i remember the meme it's like uh The berserk music is playing the guts theme, and it's like uh, my final message, uh, goodbye or something like that. And it's like this thing shoots off into the sky. I don't know, but this guy just typed it out, and Barry was reading it, and he's like, "Finish the quote, finish the quote." And if you know anything about my guy Barry, Be change the world. My final message, goodbye. Thank you, Jake. Uh, the way that Barry yells just mm -hmm. is the funniest shit ever he just like knows noise better than any other streamer and it just fucking sent me laughing so hard i walked all the way out to my garage laughing i just like couldn't stop it was painful that guy just tickles me a different color i mean that's what i you know especially with doing it's it's pseudo i i don't even think it's like it's no cam it's av it's avatar i would put that under but his control over it all from the animation God, to his good. expression. It's so beautiful. I got a taste of that during the tournament. And and mm. at the same time, roasted my ass because he's like assuming I didn't do any research on it. He's like, don't you call it? I was like, Barry, don't do this to me live. All right. We got it. I'm trying to I'm trying to work here. But I love that. You're right. That's such a good moment. I love those. I love those a ton. The betrayal with Sandwich never winning one. Has she won one yet in Crab Game? No, she fucking sucks at video games. She's trash. Dude. <laughs> we don't come to Sam's stream for the gameplay. Are you kidding? You can get me in trouble, man. Is that why I, I saw she made a post about like taking her time with uh, Elden Ring, and I just assume now it's it's because exactly. <laughs> oh my god, I'm gonna get in trouble. I'm in trouble. All right, sandwich. Uh, we'll edit that one. We'll edit that in post. <laughs> Cut it in post. <laughs> Oh my gosh. All right. Let's continue here more with more of these questions. Have you ever been legitimately permanently banned from a Twitch channel and what did you do? Yes, there's one channel. There's actually two channels on Twitch that I've been banned from and it's for the same question. Uh, one of them is a Dota player, a, a, a semi-pro Dota player. Mm -hmm. And the other one is a Susu JPEG. I don't know if you know who that is. Uh, I had this this joke bit that I would do where I would go to streams and I would ask this question. I would ask, how do you guys feel about pineapple on pizza? And then we would get into the pizza debate. And then I would be like, 
So if pineapple is supposed to make your cum taste better and I eat lots of cum, will pineapple taste better? And I asked that question in both those chats and I got banned from both of them. <laughs> also was also was the first question I asked in my friend Corgi Pasta's chat. And I would say that Corgi Pasta is one of my best Twitch friends too. And I almost got banned there for saying that. I even got a DM from the mods about it. And I was like, listen, I'm sorry. I was just making a joke. What was, did they even answer? Did Corgi answer it? I honestly don't remember. It's I one don't of those, think so. It's one of those questions. I think it was breezed mm -hmm. over. That's exactly. <laughs> you you got to learn. I, it's I've a learned, good question. It's a good question. Ish. I mean, it depends on the streamer. I think if you have like, because I'm trying to think of oh, like yeah. you going into a Minecraft streamer and asking that shit, it's over. <laughs> like no shot you're surviving more than like five seconds before the mods come in and be like, who's this? What is this pervert doing in here? You know? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing about it. Right? Is it an edgy joke? One that I probably shouldn't be making in every single chat. Yeah. But at the same time, that's just me. So if, if if that's too much for somebody, like it's a silly question. I can see how it can make somebody uncomfortable. I, I I always mean to direct it where it's not at the person who I'm streaming at. It's just like a funny hypothetical. Mm -hmm. If it if 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 it makes them uncomfortable and it's not for them, ban me, that's totally okay. Then it's you're probably not the kind of place that I would be hanging out anyways. You know sure. what I mean? Sure. So it's like that's how I feel about my content in general, too. It's like I have a really strong uh, idea where if I want my content to be uh, divisive in the sense that you see it and you immediately know if, if it's for you or not, because if you come in there and you know right away that it's for you, you're going to stick around, right? Yeah. It's okay if I lose some people off the top from doing that, because if you like it, you're not leaving, you know? That, that's like the best stand of comedians in my mind have that same mentality mm -hmm. where it's like you don't pander. That's the thing about, uh, yeah. oh my gosh, the arts of, uh, especially. When you start pandering, it's too much. It's, you, 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 when you try to appeal to everyone, you are nothing. Like you, you have no identity. And so seeing that you're unapologetically yourself and you knowing you're going to find your true viewers, the, your community that really fucks with what you're doing because they love that type of humor, that type of energy, uh, that's what you want as a creator. You want people to legitimately support you because that's who you are and not that's who you play. And so yeah. I, I, I love that. I love that mentality where you're, you're going you're gonna to test the limits. And even be, as a chatter, not just as a creator, as a chatter saying, I'm going to make this joke. And remember, it is a joke. There's no hate in it. It is uncomfortable, but there's no hate in it. If you can't take that, then more likely than not, we wouldn't have had a relationship to begin with. I love that mentality. That's so good. That's so good right there. Um, all, all great Twitch streamers must be great Twitch chatters is something that I fully believe in. Mm. And I think it's so true across of all of the people who I am friends with. They are all some of the funniest people who I notice in chat all the time. And I love Twitch chat. I live for Twitch chat. Twitch chat gives me life. <laughs> love it. Uh, I'll read you uh, two more here, all right? Two more here. These are longer-winded questions, all right? First one goes, uh, my question for you, Nandre, is do I want to... What? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> do I want to put Cheetos and hot salsa into a Tupperware bowl and shake it all around to make salsitos 
Or do I want to eat some vanilla cookies? What is this coming from? Where is this coming from? I say you eat both, whoever it was in chat, because you feel passionately enough to type the question about them, pandering and pondering between the two of them. Do a little bit of both. Don't go full send. Save some of them because hunger is the best spice. I'm going to give you a bonus one because of that one. All right. This bonus. Okay. Okay. This bonus goes, what are your most accurate impressions of other streamers? Can we hear them? Go ahead. What other streamers do you have impressions of, Nandre? What is this? That's my Bobby Burm. <laughs> One line. Oh my God. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Did you see that? That's my Bobby Burm. Uh, and then I have a friend who's a talking raccoon. His name is Razi. And he, this is, this is him. Goes like this. He goes. Well, guys, what a stream! I had such a good time with all of you, and you know, love me some uh, some uh, neon Jennifer. It's, uh, I think we'll be back tomorrow. Maybe we'll do a little Pokemon, a little bit of Pokey. What do you guys think? I'm a big Pokemon fan, but I'm an even bigger Pokemon fan. And I'm just real excited that I could spend all this time with you guys. It's the best. And band in the back. Uh, one and a two and a three. But a boom. He does that. And then my last one that I have is I. It's my favorite one to do because I feel like it's really accurate. So I'll do it. It's my friend Hey Kip. Mm-hmm. The fuck, you little freak goes in the back. What the fuck? What is this? What are, what are you doing back there? I don't get it. I was. <gasps> that's when they, lose to, when they lose to a boss in Dark Souls. That's what it's like. <laughs> we got to clip those and send those around. <laughs> They're so funny. I do them all. I do them all the time to them. I love trolling my Twitch friends. They know it's my love language. Oh my gosh. My face is hurting because I'm laughing. That's good shit. I love that. I love mm-hmm. that here. All right. One more question. One more question here. All right. Mm-hmm. Have you ever pulled a good natured meme slash prank type of thing that you ever felt went too far or wasn't received correctly that you kind of feel bad about or regret? Um, honestly, I can't really think of any off the top of my head. But I'm the kind of person who I feel I try. I would only maybe like back then when I made the fucking pineapple jokes is a little different than now. I know so many people now on Twitch and stuff and I know how they know me and I know how to like gauge the waters of where I can like kind of like take those kinds of jokes, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't feel like I've ever done anything where I've overstepped the line, but I very open when I feel like if, if somebody in chat has told me something like, Oh my God, like, uh, I'm worried like that joke bothers me or something. I will immediately have a discussion with them about it. I I recently had a scenario where 
one of my viewers brought to my attention something that one of my Twitch friends was doing that was bothering them immensely, right? And it wasn't necessarily anything that was malicious. It was uh, just kind of the circumstances of the entire thing. And there's just the dialogue about it, which is what you do. Like you handle stuff like adults and you come to a conclusion and you have discussion, right? Mm. Uh, I've never, I don't think in my, with my content, I don't try and do stuff that is like, edgy or designed to make people feel uncomfortable i do stuff that's silly or like at the worst is things that like gross you out you know like uh, a a very specific kind of uh aesthetic with my quote-unquote edginess right but i like to think that if it was ever something that really bothered somebody that they would tell me you know because i try and be very non-judgmental or reactive with stuff like that and Mm. i try and reinforce that idea about things like i've had i've made jokes about myself on people's channels and they've been like uh hey like can i put this in my content is like that's something that's okay to say because it like would be something maybe that they don't understand about like judaism or something and i'd be like yeah it's totally fine that's like that's something that you can do you know so like i don't know I've never had a situation where I've had to be like, fuck, I'm getting canceled. Like, you know, like I've never gotten there. Mm. But I aspire one day, you know, to be canceled for some really, really bad take. Like uh, how I make grilled cheese, you know, Mm -hmm. I think would be like something that I would love to get canceled for. I mean, it's it's one of those things. It sounds like your humor. It doesn't come from a place of malice. That's where I think the root cause is. Is like it's yeah. not hateful. It's not. It's you trying to be silly, and it's the context. That's I think uh, more often than not the the issue with not even just Twitch but the online world is that uh, clips is a great example. You'll see a clip and you'll think that's it. That's everything mm-hmm. because that's how it was clipped. But the context before and after are very much important as much as what's being shown too. Um, but going back to the, the original premise is the fact that, yeah, I, I think whenever I go on your stream, even with the roasts, anything, it never feels like it's abrasive. I never feel like I'm being attacked. It's, it, and it's such a, that's, that's a talent. Like, people don't understand how hard that is, too. Because I've met a lot of people and they think that they're roasting, but really it's disrespect. And there's a very fine line between it. So it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's interesting kind of seeing how you worked and how you communicate, most of all. Uh, whether that be through tones, your relationship, or the understanding uh, aspect of, of your, your humor there. I think it's because I build that part of my humor out from having a, a respect and appreciation for people. Because mm-hmm. that like cliche question people ask on like uh, interview stuff is like, what's your biggest weakness or something? My biggest weakness is that I find an appreciation for something and everything. And sometimes that can be difficult to be critical about things, Mm. right? Like I will always find something that I enjoy in something is something that I really try and do with everything, you know? So I think that part of my, how I process things though, lets me get into like a interesting part of the roast humor. Mm. Mm. True, true. I and if that. one of my friends ever came to you and was like, I don't like when you joke about this or something you don't want, it's gone immediately. Yeah. Like, it's gone and I'm going to peruse through my clips and delete everything. Like, I will go out of my way to make sure they feel comfortable. Amen. Amen.
but with that being said, Nandre, that's the show. I appreciate your time, man. I appreciate us sitting together and, and, and learning about your life, both online and off. Now, before we go, and before we go on to the one secret segment I have at the end, all right, I need two things from you, all right? Much like anything mm-hmm. in life, nothing is free. The first thing I need from you is, do you have the stream up? Mm-hmm. I need you to choose a, a, a name on the back end of the viewer list. That isn't myself, a mod, or a current VIP. Any name will do. Uh, you know what? I'm going to hit you with one that my buddy Bobby Byrne put me on this streamer. They're an up-and-coming streamer, and he's like, yo, you're going to love this guy. He's so interesting and fascinating. I have yet to catch one of his streams, but his Twitter picture is him holding a giant zucchini, and that got a really nice chuckle for me. It's BCFTR. Wait, is he? Is the, are they here? Oh, BC. Mm-hmm. Oh, perfect. There it is. BCFTR. Perfect. Perfect. Well, they've won VIP. It's as easy as that. Uh, You've given it to them. However, uh, I'm going to have you choose which one of the five current VIPs is losing it right here, right now. All right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I have it in the chat. There it is. We have Valen Glow, we have Smoothie Live, Howling Dog, Kid Presentable, and uh, Mission Making, whichever you'd like. It's your choice. There doesn't have to be any rhyme or reason, but I only have five VIPs that aren't Rock, Paper, Scissors champions. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, T-Riz won a Rock, Paper, Scissors? Ooh, T-Riz is actually somebody that's different. I think I was just, uh, I think that was one of the few nights that I am drunk on stream. <laughs> And I've never taken it out. I T Riz made a huge, great impression. I was like, "Yo, you're a homie," and I was just like, "Dope." T Riz is a homie. T Riz is more founders badges than anyone I've ever met on Twitch. It's fucking cool. <laughs> you know what, Howling Dog? I don't know you, but fuck you, man. You're fucking done. Your badge is out of here. Get fucked, baby. Let's <laughs> go. Hey, you can earn it next time. But Howling Dog, thanks for playing. There it is. We'll change that after the stream. One more thing, Nandre. One more thing from you, all right? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, we've sat here for roughly, what, you know, three and a half hours. We've gotten to celebrate your life online and off. We've talked about your time here on Twitch, your family life, you growing up, you know, high school and college stories, and a bit about your romantic history. We've gotten to talk about some community oh. questions directly from those watching here on Twitch. I, I want to ask you this, all right? I trust my guests. This is, at the end of the day, so many people ask me, what are the qualifications to, to be on the show. And I'm just like, honestly, I have a large list and I just kind of peruse it every now and then. It's no order. And it's just like, who am I willing to sit across from for three hours to, to spend some time with? Who is someone that you would like to watch go through the ringer and talk about their lives, both online and off here on this Come show? Come on, dog. You got to get my boy, Barry Bebop it's on. So... You have to do it. He is the best. You he know what? He is my favorite. He is the goat. He is the future of entertainment, I kid you not, there is not a person who fucking gets just the internet game like Barry Bebop. He just, he's built different. You gotta get Barry. I'm legitimately embarrassed because I know that I've been recommended Barry and I have him in my list. I will do you one better. I'm not just gonna write his name. I have an opening in about two weeks. And if he's free then and forward, 100%. Let's book the show. So I'll put him at mid-March right here. Because I have booked out next week and the week after, maybe. 
but I'll put that right there. Let's get Barry on. Like enough waiting. There's, enough of this. There's so play. many great creators too. Like I have I so many friends that I would love to see do the show. Well, but I've always said this unabashedly, and I say it genuinely. I've always said Barry is my favorite streamer, and I will continue to say it until it's not true. You Barry. got it. Well, I'll add to that as well as I mean, we could talk about it offline if ever. You know, I, I like to reach out to the guests oh, and I vouch, sure. and I'm like, hey, I trust you guys. Who do you want to see and, and, and who do you think would excel here? But, um, and Andre, I appreciate your time so much. All right. I appreciate what we've been able to do here tonight. But there's one last segment of this show. All right. One last segment before we go our separate ways. And it is this. All right. The show Beyond the Content was inspired by a 90s television show called Inside the Actor's Studio. We're a- oh my god there's no way that i never made the connection that this is the streamer version and you're fucking james Lipton. you're the first person to understand <laughs> holy cow 131 <laughs> episodes later you think i haven't seen inside the actor's studio I dude i'm show. older than you motherfucker By a i'm year. 29 I'm, yeah it's a long year i'm obsessed with that show and th- literally my, this used to be called inside the streamer studio but I rebranded it like a couple months ago, <laughs> to be honest. But uh, <laughs> it sounds cooler now. I don't know. It's less of a mouthful. But um, it was completely. Oh, 131 got the reference, baby. Let's and go. now it's time to hang it up. <laughs> no, I, I want to beat how many episodes. He has 277 episodes. I plan to beat that. All right. That's my goal right now. But, um, you know, it was inspired by that 90s television show. And the professor, as well as host James Lipton, would bring on entertainers, actors, actresses into his auditorium classroom and do these long-form interviews talking about uh, entertainers' lives, uh, eventually culminating into their work in the media. And so as an homage to him, this is a passion project I pursued during COVID, um, as an homage to him, I end my show the exact same way as he has. And he's read 10 questions uh, to each of his guests that he's had on. And I use those exact 10 questions here tonight. Now, there's only three rules to this segment. First one is that I'm going to be completely silent during it. I'll read you a question. You have a moment to answer. I'll read on the next one accordingly. Uh, Second, you have to answer every question. That's not negotiable. All right? You have to. They're simple. And number three, last part here, is to keep your answers within one thought. So not one word, not one paragraph, one sentence will do. Uh, okay. After that, one thing can I do is let my dog out because please. I think he's literally gonna take a shit behind Go, me. Do it, and that would be a great clip for you. But I don't want to clean that up. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I've been hearing the the pup uh, kind of make noise. I felt bad. I thought he was just wanting to show some love there. Oh, man, what a cliffhanger, guys. Thank you so much for being a part of this, man. It's been a lot of fun. This is exactly what I thought it would be, man. It was a ton of fun. Tyson, I got to make the poopy. Uh, Tyson got a bathroom break before nine. <laughs> just yelling. <laughs> just cackling. <laughs> That's Joaquin Phoenix, I swear. That's from The Master. What is this? <laughs> He could, right. he could hear me. Yeah, oh, shit. He can't. Oh, you've had your headset the whole time. <laughs> I heard the whole thing, baby. Oh, man. All right. All right. You ready to go? I'll read you these 10 questions. 
Yeah. All right. <clears throat> Question one. What is your favorite word? Chach. What is your least favorite word? Unsubscribe? <laughs> what turns you on? I'm an ass man. What turns you off? Cottage cheese. What sound or noise do you love? Brother, 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 how you do, 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 win? Oh, oh, oh. What sound or noise do you hate? Um, <laughs> if I click it, you just got coconut mauled. What is your favorite curse word? Oh, that's a good fucking question. Oi, you fucking cunt! Shut your fucking pie hole, you stupid fucking idiot! You piece of fucking minge. What profession, other than your own, would you like to attempt? Uh, I would love to be a film director. What profession would you not like to do? Um, there's this job of people who scuba dive in septic tanks to unclog things. Mm. It's extremely dangerous and you're just surrounded by poo all day. And lastly, Andre. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Uh, there's an amazing Far Side comic that has uh, a, a a guy walking up to the gates of heaven, and God is there with a dog, and the dog is wagging its tail, chewing a bone, and the the caption is, uh, "We're so glad to have you here. He wouldn't stop talking about you." 
So I would love that. I love to see my old pets. I love that. Ladies and gentlemen, Nandre. Nandre! <laughs> you did it. Holy cow, man. Good job. Good job. Hell of a show, man. I loved it. I loved it's something about uh, the ones that you really like, it, it, like episodes like this. I lose track of time and it, it just, it's a breeze. It goes by so quickly for me. Allow me to, to tell you a couple things I've learned about you uh, during our time together. And oh, then yeah. I'll give you the final word and we'll go our separate ways. All right. So here's the thing, Andre. All right. There are two things that I wrote down and I starred them here in this notebook uh, as I'm, as I'm listening to you uh, tell your story. And the two things are this. One is the obvious. It's your range. I think that that speaks volumes of who you are. It, it reminded me so much of uh, Robin Williams, where it's like one of the great comedians, but also such a great actor. And I mean, I, I, I geek over films like, you know, what is it? Uh, Good Will Hunting or even like Flubber for some reason that came to my mind. But it's <laughs> like, you, <laughs> you could see. Where it's like, at one point, someone that can make you laugh so much, but also make you think, that's a powerful person. That's someone that you want a part of your life. I, I, uh, when I was creating this show, uh, I have this motto where it's like, every episode that I've done, I strive for three things. All right, And you'll see it. If you go through any of my past VODs, you'll see me be intentional with these three things. The first is to laugh. The second is to cry. And the third is to be inspired. And if we can do those three things in roughly a three-hour time span, I've done my content. That is it. That's the goal. And here tonight, you've hit each point from the first hour of laughter to the second hour of, of, of you know, tears and more introspective thinking to the third hour of recognizing, wow, look at, look at the individual across from us that we've gotten to watch for, for X amount of months and see the, the, the depth behind the character, behind the content and who you are. Uh, it, it's fascinating. And, and like, I know Twitch feels like a young person's game, but, you know, having, yeah, exactly. Yeah, fuck it. Fuck them. All right, fuck the kids. Um, being around yourself and your friend group too. I mean, uh, Sandwich and, and Barry and, and uh, Bobby, all that. It, it, it really feels like, uh, I don't know, there, there's something special brewing. I know everyone talks about the 1% of Twitch and all that, but you guys are creating such a cool community and I could just see that growing and continue to branch out there. Uh, the second part I really wanted to underline is something I've noticed. I didn't even get to bring this up with your Twitter account. Um, I wrote down that you lead with your heart. And I, I underlined that because that's how I, I really have seen you throughout the course of tonight. Uh, and it really uh, sh shined much more bright when you were talking about your time uh, at camp and being a leader there. Uh, your relationship with these youth that you were working with. And this is coming from someone who also works with youth to this very day. Um, the impacts you've made in the, their lives. But specifically, you made a tweet one night. And I was scrolling the same night you posted it. And it hit me. And you said, all you have to do to be a good creator is gas up your friends. And that's it. Just create together. And I, I fully believe in that. I fully believe in this not having to be a game of sorts, uh, an arms race, a dick measuring contest, whatever it may be, that when you surround yourself with individuals that care about you and you care about them authentically, amazing things can happen. And I've seen that with yourself. That is the secret sauce that you've talked about in terms of your, your growth. 
um, as well as the authentic nature of who you are, unapologetically yourself, Nandre. So I applaud you, man. I am grateful for our time together. I hope we can work together in the future. Uh, I plan to have, my, my idea was like, I, I have grander plans of being around in November and doing like a Friendsgiving where I can get you, Sandwich, Barry, Bobby, all together on a show on the network with Brit and all them. Um, but even so, more so closing up with you and, and Sandwich on the network. I know I've promised you guys that I wanted to do that so much too. But uh, that's everything on my end. I want to hear from you. What would you like to say to all those watching live here on Twitch uh, in the future on YouTube or listening on Spotify? I want to say if you've ever thought about streaming, do it. Why not? If you get affiliate, you get a bunch of your own emotes, and that's fun as fuck. But also, I've just met the best fucking people from doing this thing. It's been so much goddamn fun and the most fulfilling thing I've done in a very long time. And Friday, March 4th, 6.45 Pacific Standard Time on Sandwich's channel, Iron Fired Season 3. Don't fucking miss it. It's going to be a goddamn blast. I can't wait for that shit, baby. It's my favorite thing to do with Sam. It's my favorite project to work on on Twitch. That shit is bussin' bussin', baby. You said that's a Friday, correct? Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. All right. I can't wait to finally sit down and watch the full episode of that. Oh, my goodness. Repost that shit. It's going to be a great stuff. If you're watching this in the future on YouTube, check out the channel uh, sandwiches. You'll see clips there of it. It's it's an amazing show. One of the most creative and well-executed shows I've ever seen on this platform and just really highlights the the uh the core comedy of improv and their ability to just think on their feet how to be funny man it's such good shit but nandre thank you so much for your time i'll message you after this show uh we'll keep in touch with all that but uh you take care all right this is what we go our separate ways you take care man all right thanks for having me on moms this was so much fun of course of course anytime man peace 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 good night